Hello there, and welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Sparks. And today we're going to be talking about S6E1. Game on, Charles. Mm-hmm. We're back. Yeah. It's good to be back. Feels good. Feels... Uh, I hope we're not rusty. I hope I remember how to podcast. I actually had to just, just right before we did this, I went and listened to how our podcast normally starts because I couldn't remember what I say. That's <laughs> a true know. story. No, we just did this a week ago. <laughs> well, I always do it different. If you, I mean, if you listen to the interviews, I'm never consistent. Uh, that's uh, true. Yeah, people don't care about that. Anyway, it's PLL, S61, Game on Charles, directed by Chad Lowe, written by I'm Marlene King and Lila Brass. Elijah Brass. Elijah Brass, sorry. I'll uh, say Lila. Felt terrible when we had dinner with Brian Holdman and he mentioned Elijah and we were just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, we've been saying that wrong. Wow, that was your first name drop. It didn't even take a minute. <laughs> um, so as we get into the episode, you'll kind of see the episode split between the, the liars and, you know, the other people. Uh, apparently, I'm Merlin King all, wrote all this stuff with the liars and Elijah Braz wrote stuff with the SOs and whatnot. I just want to say before we start, there's a moment in this podcast that you're going to do, and I can't wait. That I'm going to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that moment is. You'll have to let me know if I miss it. Oh, I hope you don't. Anyway, so shall we? (laughs) Let's jump right in. Um, Obviously, you know, the liars were last in the dollhouse. They escaped, but found themselves in a fenced off area. Um, So the, you know, that all catches us up on the previous leaves, but then we open up with, uh, you know, make your own kind of music playing by Mama Cass here. We're in, we're in a hatch. You got a stringy haired blonde. She's drawing a chalk with chalk on the wall, like a golden sun, a blue sky. This is Henry Eason, Ian Cusick. Yes. Uh, and then the lights go out. Uh, and this chick, uh, she's wearing that yellow top, you know, the, the alley one. Mm-hmm. And we can hear the liar's voices, like kind of nearby. You know, we hear Arya saying, hurry, let's go. Uh, it's, this is from when they tried to escape the end of the last episode and the blonde turns and she walks around and we see there's like a one wall is like covered with like little like chalkboard, like ticks counting days, uh, hundreds of them. I counted 553 on that set photo, but that's not the whole wall. So there's probably more. Mm. This person's been there for a while. Uh, and Spencer saying, let's go, let's go, go, go. And apparently it's like an open door like she's not locked in here because she just like peeks around the side and she just like watches the liars run right by i don't mona never found this place i guess in her exploring Uh, yeah all of her exploring she never found this spot or presumably this individual yeah um because we see the the liars running by or telling each other hurry up and then we see the this person's face it's this crazy eyed like deranged looking blonde chick uh, and she has this like super weird smile and then she just goes and sits back down like she's waiting like she's brainwashed or something. Yeah, uh, like she's just completely broken. But I thought like this quick little scene was just like shot and lit beautifully. There's something about when she walks past the wall, like something about it just looked amazing to me. I, I mean, it's such a small moment. I know we wouldn't shut up about Lost in the last episode, but like, how do you not think of lost with this opening it has this very hatch like you know weird mural on the wall feeling to it here's some lost trivia for you the mm-hmm. ginormous mural in the hatch from mm-hmm. season two of lost was actually done by jack bender no oh, there you go yeah uh anyways this uh crazy blonde this is dre davis she's a new cast member this season we'll find out who she's playing at the end of this episode mm-hmm. stay tuned mm-hmm <laughs> 
So uh, then we're, we're outside again. The liars bust out of the, you know, restricted keep out hatch doors. Mona's just like, oh, my God, that's she's going to be saying, oh, my God, a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. I know because I had to write them all down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hannah's like, we're still trapped. And Emily says, we can climb it. Let's go. And they run to stop. And Spencer says, stop. And I always notice, I don't know if anyone else notices, she, uh, it's like they use like overlapping cuts. You see her hold out her arm in the background mm-hmm. and then it cuts to her and she holds it out again and says, stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they stop just in time. Uh, fences are buzzing with the warning electric fence signs, you know, danger of 10,000 volts. And then the don't fence me in starts playing on the loudspeakers. And the liars are just freaked out. What to do? It was a cool handheld shot of like moving to all the different liars as we kind of see them looking around in despair. It, there's all the Avengers. Mm-hmm. There's no way out, Mona says. Which, I mean, couldn't you like throw a shoe at the fence? Just maybe see if it shorts out or something? I, I probably said this in the last episode, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm not an electrician. Would that work? I would have certainly tested it in some way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially because there's a note that I made towards the end of the episode. About something. So, yeah, I would have definitely tested it just because, hey, I'm curious. Or I would have, I mean, I would not have been shocked if Emily was just like pushing Mona against the fence mm-hmm. when she wasn't looking. Yeah. Uh, so, Arya Emily's the like, it just slipped. Yeah. <laughs> so, Arya's the one who like looks back at the open door and she's just like, uh, I- I'm not going back down there. Just then, the hatch door swings shut. So, Spencer, like, <laughs> it's like, nope, you're sure as fuck not. Yeah. Spencer runs to try and get them open, but they won't budge. Hannah's like not having this go down without some commentary. So she kind of marches over and like addresses the camera that's filming them. And she's just like, you may be a dude, but you're still a bitch. Obviously, captivity has not sapped any of the marin out of her. No, uh, just no wine. Yeah. So then all the lights flick off, leaving them in the dark. And the music. Spencer. No more music. Yeah. yeah. So Spencer has them huddle up and she's like, you guys, in the vault, I was so close to Charles, I could almost feel his breath. And Mona's like, was there anything about him that you recognize? A smell? And Emily says, she's not Jenna. I love that Emily is Jenna. Oh, I love that Emily is still a bitch to Mona. Yeah. And they're still all just like, fuck Jenna. Yeah. Uh, and Mona gives Emily this look like, fuck me for asking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Why don't I just go fuck myself over here? Yeah. Spencer's like, I don't know. I can't pinpoint it, but there's something really familiar. And Arya's like, what do you mean? Like the way he moved? <laughs> oh, I missed Arya. And Spencer starts, she's kind of like walking towards the camera, like look, looking up at it as she talks to them. She's like, no, it was like when you meet a pen pal or a cousin. And then she turns back around. She's like, or somebody that you knew when you were really little. You know, the liars are kind of pen pals of Charles. Mm hmm. And, uh, where am I? my notes here hannah says wait so you're saying you think that you know charles a little but you feel like you know him a lot spencer's like i can't explain it It was just it was just a feeling and the thunder rolls in the background emily starts rubbing her arm she's like it's gonna get cold out here tonight and mona's like where do you think we are and she looks up the stars and aria says we don't we don't know how long we were out before we got here so and hannah's like we could be in the amazon right now and Spencer checks the stars, of course, and says, no, we're in the northern hemisphere. That's the waning moon. Because she's Spencer. Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, I was saying that facetiously. And Mona, it's her chance to throw some shade. She's like, wow, that's an 11-letter word, Hannah. Sick burn. Which it is. I counted. Uh, so the lightning crashes, and they'll jump back, and they're kind of yelping. You're like, I'll just check her math. Works out. Uh, so they're kind of huddling by the hatch here. 
and Emily's just like, that fence is a giant lightning rod. And we get the camera kind of looking down at them and Han looks up. And she's like, you going to let us fry out here? And, and the lightning strikes nearby and it's like, well, apparently so. Mm-hmm. They're all like scared and looking around. Um, like, would an electrical fence work in the rain? Wouldn't that just short out? I don't know. I Somebody in his electrician a of, have an opinion? It got some snaps and some cracks, maybe some sparks. They would fly. I don't know uh, how that works. I mean, maybe it would have to work, I guess, because there's there are various, there is weather various places fences in the world. Yeah, yeah. I still feel like they could short that thing out. I, I feel like I would at least take a crack at that fence. Yeah. I mean, at least have like Arya walk up to it and just like suck the power into her, you know, <laughs> into the vortex of the shusher. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the kid on Jurassic Park, he got a little a little shock and he lived, right? He just kind of flew off of it. I would love if Arya used that uh, logic to try to get somebody else to do it. She's like, Hannah, the kid on the Jurassic Park is fine. Go ahead and touch it. It'll be a running motif in all of season six as Arya just keeps taking it back to Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You know. Like the Velociraptors. This podcast brought to you by Jurassic World. <laughs> Clever girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so we dissolve it later. It's raining hard. The liars are all huddled, huddled under Spencer's massive prom kilt, except for Emily, <laughs> who seems to be completely uncovered. Well, Emily's not getting anything. Hannah's barely under that. Like, Spencer, she's got her goslings there. Her Mona and Arya are, like, under her arms. Yeah. And it's like, Hannah and him, eh, if you can fit, whatever, but sorry. She's like, maybe your ginormous boobs will deflect the rain, mm-hmm. gals. Uh, also, so, you know, just theory here. Uh, the real people are under the getting <laughs> protection from the rain. <laughs> so dissolve the daytime. The liars and Mona are just like laying like, out in like the, like it's almost like a star shape kind of. It looks hot. We can hear like crows. Well, like, I love the, um, like the pools of silk and lace and satin of their dresses that they're all like, you know sitting in it's it's this really evocative imagery of all these like tangles of like pink and red and crimson and black and purple well and um, just the this like destroyed glamour mm-hmm. way um yeah so Arya like sits up she looks around it looks pretty desolate uh i love there's a behind the scenes like picture here which i absolutely love of lucy hale like blocking the sun of her hand it just yeah it looks like something out of mad max um so later, it's like night, and it's cold again. We see the liars hugging themselves, looking miserable. We can hear the hum of the fence again. And Hannah's just like, well, how long can a person live without food? And Spencer and Mona simultaneously say, three, three weeks. weeks. <laughs> and they give each other a look, and I shift it. Oh, yeah. they they There's some eye chatter there. Uh, I, I like I how Hannah is like thrown over her red dress as like a cape now. It's like a yeah. cloak. It's a big crimson cloak. Well, I love there's this thing that like Troyan does here when she doesn't like lift her face. Like she just mm-hmm. like keeps like her like mouth near her hand, like she's so weary or weak or cold. Um but she's like, Yeah, but water's a different story. Some people can only go a few days without it. And Mona says, you know, you know you're dying when you're not hungry or thirsty anymore. It means your organs are shutting down. It really speaks to both like Spencer and Mona, it speaks to their intelligence and like what kind of people they are that they would know this information mm-hmm. and be prepared with it. Like they're just that sort of paranoid that they would know exactly how long you can last without food or water. Mm-hmm. Well, so Arya says, well, mine are definitely working. I'm so thirsty. I'm seriously considering drinking my own pee. They all kind of laugh le- weakly at that. Because Arya is the life of the party. Also, yeah. can we talk about how gorgeous Lucy Hale looks here? What, covered in dirt? Yeah. So Anna's like, I can totally suck on a pee ice cube right now. To which Emily counters with, I'd lick sweat off a jock strap. And Arya's Arya's face is just like, ew, too far, Em. She's just like, settle down, Emily. Yeah. Settle down. 
And Hannah's like, okay, Emily, you win. And Arya shivered, and she's like, I don't know how much longer I can handle this. And Mona says, you can handle it, Arya. We all can. Good talk. That's all my fanfiction began. Uh, so we dissolve. Time passes. Day. Well, it's interesting that Mona, after she says this, kind of like looks over at Spencer and like Spencer nods, and then Hannah nods, and Emily. It's like they all kind of like nod around, you know, like yeah, we're we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this is the most brutal shit that's ever happened to them, right? So I mean, far. trapped in boxes, sent to jail, like knocked well... out. Like they've never just been like left out in the elements. Like it feels like the stakes are just like way higher than they've ever been before. I would say that this is the certainly the longest lasting. I think the fact that they were almost frozen in carbonite might have been slightly more extreme. Well, maybe more dangerous in those in, split seconds, but yeah. this I mean, this is going to change them permanently. Like this is they're they're out in the elements. They've never dealt with something like this. I mean they They've never experienced anything like this before for this long. Pretty liars versus nature. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, in any good saga or story, your, your main characters are always, they're always like out on a quest or exposed to the elements at some point, you know, even Harry Potter. I feel like this is that moment for the liars here. Yeah, this is a hell of a camping trip. Uh, mm-hmm. So the time passes. It's day. The door to the dollhouse bunker opens. There's some, some music playing. Uh, woman cool, on speaker. Cool, like, overhead, like, crane shot, like, moving down as the doors opened. All the liars and kind of, like, in this, like, star formation pool of all their, like, silk and satin. Yeah, the woman on the speaker is back. Bonjour. Good morning. Buenos dias. Please enter and follow the lighted pathway. So the liars are all, of course, you know, super hesitant to make that trip back down to the underworld. Arya speaks for them, and she's just like, I mean, I, I'm afraid to stay up here, but I'm also scared to death to go back down there. And the lady in the speaker keeps repeating, please enter and follow the lighted pathway. So Hannah's just like, well, you've been here the longest, Mona. What do we do? And Mona, possibly naively, possibly because part of her has been broken by her time mm-hmm. in captivity, is just like, well, maybe this was our punishment. Maybe it's not mad at us anymore. So they're going to do this thing. And Emily's just like, well, well, let's all stick together. And Spencer's like, always. Spencer and Emily, lock arms, theory. Uh, Butter Benzo gets in there, too. Like, But uh, you can't see it because Arya and Mona lock arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mona's Lawrence... finally getting a little bit of love from the liars here. They normally treat her like garbage. Well, I want her to be like, seriously, this is what it took? Mm-hmm. You bitches. Yeah. You bitches. Arya's just like, don't get any ideas, Mona. As soon as we get out of here, like, uh, don't come around. It's going to basically be the end you of the breakfast club. You can't sit with us. The end of the Breakfast Club, where we don't know you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they were almost burned to death in a lodge, you know, two seasons and <laughs> five days earlier. But that's <laughs> yeah, the nature bonded them. Yeah. Uh, so they walk down the hallway into the dolls. They're looking around. Lights are flickering around them. And, and Hannah's just like, what the hell? They don't realize that Black Hoodie A is right behind them. Well, she hears a noise. Like, what the hell? As the lights go out. And mm-hmm. yeah, A is right there wearing a gas mask uh, and tossing down a gas grenade. And they're all like screaming and shrieking as A comes at them. Mona's the closest and just like screaming in terror. Mm-hmm. A comes right at Mona and just forces a gas mask onto her face. Holding uh, it over her face. The liars are like, Mona, Mona, Mona. The smoke's getting in their eyes, wrapping around like Mona and A uh, as we go out to black into yeah. the credits. Fade to black as the liars collapse. Yeah. And yeah, got a secret, can he keep it? This, this is very cool getting shot. dark. Yeah. Yeah, this whole episode is fucked up. Well, so you're thinking, can it get any darker than that? When we come back from the credits, (laughs) we're looking at all four liars under white sheets on a slab and what looks like a morgue. They're dead. And they're 
Yeah, they're each on one of those kind of like morgue slab table things. Yeah, lives are all dead. Show's over. What if the show ended that way? <laughs> Twitter would break. So what would the rest of the episode be? Just like like a black screen? Maybe just like like funerals or something. I don't oh, know. just like 20 minutes uninterrupted takes of Toby and Ezra crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crying because they might never get another acting gig again. Uh, so just like we used to arrange it on the show ourselves, uh, they are left to right. Aria, Hannah, Emily, and Spencer. Which I thought yeah, they're all under white sheets, presumably naked underneath there. Aria wakes up first, of course. She looks around. Oh, we should mention it. This appears to be some sort of like hospital morgue area, whatever this place is. Yeah. This would be... Creepy as fuck. This would be like, I think, maybe my second worst nightmare after being buried alive. Mm. Do you think uh, this is foreshadowing? Hmm. Uh, she looks I like up, saying things like that on Twitter to make people nervous. Yeah. She looks and someone was like, I hope not. I <laughs> hope not. Uh, I hope it's not foreshadowing. She looks over, sees Hannah like looking dead beside her, freaks out, touches Hannah. All right. It's like, Hannah? Hannah well, like, I have to startles say, awake. As I was watching this, I look closely. You can't see all like their like chest rise and fall. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like they're having to pretend to be dead or anything. Yeah, so Hannah gets up, looks around, asks if it's a hospital. The others are awake now. Emily it's like looks more like a morgue. Spencer sits up, like clenching her head. She says that it feels like somebody's ripping my brain out through my eye sockets. And Arya's like, what did they do to us? And Emily like lifts her sheet to like, you know, check her bits underneath. And she lies back and relates. She's like, thank God. And I was like, what? And Emily says, I thought for a second they harvested our organs. Uh, man, dark thoughts, Emily. And, and Hannah's just like, Emily, we'd be dead. And Emily says, you only need one kidney. And so now Hannah and Arya are a little concerned. So they both check themselves under their sheet. And Arya just kind of shrugs like, well, guess it looks okay down there. Although, uh, you know, because I'm me, I had to go look. Like, where could you see a kidney scar? Usually side. they'd be on their side, but it yeah. depends. Uh, I saw a lot of stuff I didn't need to see on, on the Google image search there where a kidney scar might be. Uh, anyway, Spencer says, guys, I think A wanted to make us look dead to send a message to our families. Which, sure, or maybe the writers did to send a message to us. I mean, <laughs> that seems like a more likely explanation. Especially since this is never followed up on, but well, I think there's a lot of interesting it could theories be. about yeah. what's going to happen in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, like what do you mean to stop looking for us? Oh shit! Then we hear wheels creak and someone walks in uh, with like a little cart. It's Mona. Then she's in Allie's old candy striper outfit from when she visited Han in the hospital after Mona hit her with her car. And Mona's like playing Allison again, and she's like aspirin juice, and she starts handing out like little cups of pills and like little cups of juice in them. And Hannah's just like, oh. "That's like one ounce of OJ. It's not yeah. a whole lot." Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. For the amount of electrolytes that these girls are probably depleted, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not going to replenish. Uh, so Hannah's just like, "Mona, what the hell's going on? What happened to us?" And Mona as Allie's like, "I've asked you not to call me that ever again, Hannah. That bitch is dead to me." And she has this like wonderful psycho smile. And then a glare, like it's like play along, Hannah. You know, like, like yeah. you know the drill. So then Mona's new OTP, the the shusher, jumps in on this one, and she's like, "Okay, Allie, Allie, do you know what A did to us? We're scared." And then Mona kind of she falters a little bit. She's like, "I'm scared too." So just like, "Well, how long we've we been here? How long were we unconscious?" And Mona says, "Only a few hours. I've been in my room to, until now. That's all I know." And then he's like, "Are you sure that's all you know?" Because <laughs> Ellie just can't help but fucking hate Mona. Yeah. I don't know why Emily hates Mona the most. Hmm. 
Let's mm-hmm. ponder that. Uh, Mona's kind of hesitant. Um, then she kind of jumps because the loudspeaker comes on and says, please return to your room and find your surprises. Uh, Mona looks up the camera and she's like, no. You tell the liars are like, like, oh, oh shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And loudspeaker's like, please return to your room and find your surprises. And Mona says, I said no. And then three chimes play and Mona's just like, three chimes means we have to go to our rooms or else. Uh, and so she sets down the train and walks out and the liars all kind of look at each other like, well, shit, like, looks like we better follow. Um, briefly, one last comment on the morgue here. Did you see the behind the scenes photo of them all on their phones lying yeah. on the uh, tables? That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's them all lying on their like slabs, but they had their, their phones. And their, it you know. reminded me of that one of, uh, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, Bryce Johnson, who plays Wilden when he's oh, in yeah. the, uh, the uh, coffin at his funeral. Mm-hmm. There's like a shot of him like checking his phone. Yeah. So in the hallway there in the dollhouse, uh, the four liars in their sheets are now following Mona. She marches away. And Spencer's like, Allie. And Emily's like, Allie, Allie, wait up. Please talk to us. And Arya's like, like, or else like, what? And Mona stops. She looks back at them. And she's like, it steals you in the night and puts you in the hole. Puts you in the hole. Uh, and the woman of speakers like still saying, like, please return to your room. Find your surprises. And Spencer's like, I hate surprises. And Hannah says wisely, whatever the hole is, I don't want to go there. Which, yeah. now that's a t-shirt. Sure. And Mona looks very sad and they're all kind of staring at her. And after a while, Mona just, you know, turns her room, goes in the door. So the liars all kind of reluctantly move to their own room doors and they all look back at each other and they're scared and they head inside. And as soon as like the door shuts, we start hearing this like, no, 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 please don't. Nah! You know, like it's really weird and traumatizing. Um, it's harrowing. And I, I'm not sure if we're supposed to take because the, the way it's edited is a little bit a little bit formal like i don't know if this we're all supposed to take this as happening at the same time or some sort of like this is what the liars will be doing over the next span of time because then we get a title card five thousand years later no just kidding Uh, i wonder how many people who listen to this have read 70s anyway title card three weeks later so probably none (laughs) probably none i'll bet at least one person tweeted us if if anyone who listens to this has read 70s i'd like to know Benji's curious. How would you feel if it was only Neil Stevenson who tweeted at you? I would feel good. He's like, shocker. I love PLL. I would feel very good about that. Um, three weeks later. So, yeah, that that whole like, no, 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 please don't scream and all that. I don't know if we're supposed to take that as like that happens immediately after they shut the door or if it's to suggest that like this is what will be happening to them. I don't know. I, it's, I, it's fascinating either Because there's only Cum- one A, so I don't know what would be happening in all those four rooms like in sync. Cumulatively, it's it's fascinating. If it's there's something I also love about the fact that whatever is awaiting them is so horrific. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we get the three weeks later. Yeah, this uh, episode really is all about the implication. Yeah. Uh somebody ugh, asked Brian Holden on Twitter yeah. if if the girls were raped in their rooms, and he's like, No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Game of Thrones this season has maybe put that in people's mind more than usual. Um, but yeah, he was like, no, no, this is PLL. Come on. Yeah. Because people who die in PLL also rise up as like ice zombies, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Mona so did. we cut to a sunny day press conference outside Allison's house uh, three weeks later. There's quite a few people gathered there, reporters, including. Ezra and Caleb, the brand new Hardy Bros. But you can't just say Ezra. You have to say Dark Ezra. Dark well, Ezra hasn't shaved in three weeks. Because, you know, some people have real problems. <laughs> some people have real problems, Allie. 
Do you see this facial hair? I mean, business. Well, he looks determined. Like, maybe he's, like, a little upset. Like, he's not pooping right. He's on the bottle. Caleb looks bored. Do you think Caleb's been stuck with Ezra these oh, entire three weeks? Oh, I think Caleb fucking hates his law. Like, Toby right can now. get away. Toby's got a job. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Caleb can't fucking stand Ezra. I really <laughs> do. Ezra's like, we're in this together, Caleb. Caleb's just like, are we? And I feel like every time it rains, Ezra's just like, I can feel it in my hand. And Caleb's just like, take some fucking ice in your hand already. God damn it. So, uh, yeah, Dark Ezra and Caleb, they're they're watching these proceedings. There's like a bunch of lawyers and just some like onlookers. Uh, Cindy and Mindy are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just discussing before we started recording, like, I would I, we forgot to ask Torian, like, what is the deal with these chicks? Like, they're in this episode. They don't have any lines. They're just there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I I guess this is the PLL's version of like Jonathan from Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're just like I don't know, like special extras or something. Well, like have they ever said anything? Maybe once? I think they just the closest we ever got was when Allie gave them the makeover at Christmas and I think they just kind of smiled. No, yeah. I don't think anything. Um but they were such great weird cuz there's the, just All the right, I love their presence or like effect of them in season 5 cuz you had the whole Cindy and Jenna thing. And then you had mm-hmm. Cindy and Mindy. Well, they're like, it's like, a, they're like a Greek chorus or something. It's like, they're just there to witness. I just wonder, like, if you were to, like, surprise them, like, spook them, would they both double into, like, like, another set of twins? I don't know. I mean, they, they have slightly different fashions now. One's in a dress, one's in, you know, like, a shirt and pants, so. So maybe, maybe this, maybe that's to show you that Rosewood is currently disharmonious. Perhaps the the ecosystem. The like, who are they ecosystem. the avatars for? Well, obviously, man's inhumanity to man. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh, Allie and and her sour father Ken come down the front steps. They're gonna read a statement here. Allie's got a piece of paper in his hand or her hand. Oh, you're skipping over the reporter. Oh yeah, the news reporter here. The four teen girls were abducted almost a month ago and are still missing. Uh, everyone thought she said fourteen girls. <laughs> got confused uh, and then it's like cut to ezra just looking pissy mm-hmm. uh, some people have real problems and the news reporter says today their friend allison de Laurentiis, whose murder conviction is recently overturned is about to address the public for the first time police are reminding viewers to report any information on andrew campbell's whereabouts the star athlete and honor student remains the top suspect in the kidnapping case and is presumed to be dangerous everybody got that Oh shit! So Allison's out of jail, and somehow Andrew is prime suspect number one. Well, um, so the cops found the A layer, or you know, the decoy layer, or whatever, at his family farm. So I guess that's why they're on to Andrew. Well, they're gonna—they they found more than that. We'll, we'll discover. Yeah, but, but doesn't that have to be a decoy though? Because uh, A's still uh, operational. Yeah, I don't think it—it it, it really feels like it's all set up, like immediately. Like I—I I don't suspect at all that Andrew's involved. Well, because you wouldn't have found out like this if Andrew was actually somebody we had to worry about. Well, you would like, have seen his face. It's just like, oh, let me park this van they're looking for at, at this place that conveniently incriminates Andrew. Like, I, I, it doesn't jive with me. It's like, there's no way this isn't a red herring, is my feeling. You is mean that, for, for the characters that they should be aware of this or the audience? I think the, the audience. audience the audience. Aware. Yeah. Because yeah. like, that, that, was, that was like a decoy layer. I don't think anyone in the audience really thinks that Andrew 
currently is like a i i, I mean i don't know i i do wonder like maybe some people watch a show and take things at face value and they're like I don't know. Is there somebody out there like like the Tobys of the world who like every single time there's a new suspect, they're like, oh, that must be A. It's one thing for you to think Andrew is suspicious because he's outside of Mona's house or he's uh, uh, was it bluejacking? Bluejacking with mm-hmm. Veronica. I don't blue think snarfing. because blue snarfing. I don't think it's because off screen they found incriminating evidence that somebody's just like, oh shit, Andrew's Charles. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping, <laughs> we've talked about this before, I'm hoping by now PLL's fan base is a little more savvy you would think yeah but then we're, again, we're on andrew being a red herring before he was even officially a red herring back when he was wearing that red and black jacket but yeah, i think we had discovered there are plenty of people who do uh, watch pll and unfortunately talk about it who don't understand how tv works <laughs> um oh i had something else i wanted to talk incessantly about and i totally forgot what it was here but so allison's out of jail andrew's prime is number one uh, ellie's once again dressed like an older woman yeah yeah, uh, well, not like an old woman, but like a like a woman in her late thirties, like her mom, basically. Uh, somewhat, yeah, yeah, because he's coming out of like Jessica D's uh, closet. So, this isn't uh, a way a teenager would dress. I feel. Um, I feel like that's a criticism that's kind of bizarre to level up PLO in general. <laughs> sure, that that is a, an older lady's like jacket blouse thing whatever whatever i mean there, there are certain elements i mean for for everyone who's who's harped in on our uh fashion commentary mm-hmm. there are elements shockingly of PLO that are fantasy it's the mm-hmm. fantasy fashion it's it's well, i just i hope i don't know maybe uh, i don't think anyone's going up to the fashion department and been like have you ever actually met a teenager well th- this is clearly intentional ali is continuously dressed like her mom, basically. Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to address that or just kind of like leave it to the imply that she's like honoring her mother. I think it's just an interesting illusion, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are doing everything we can to avoid this press conference. Are we? I don't know. So <laughs> one month I ago, hope you're ready for this press conference. One month ago, my friends were kidnapped by a faceless, nameless coward, the same monster who attacked Mona Vanderwall and framed us for her murder. We now know that Mona is alive. But she is in grave danger, as well as my friends. I'm so thankful to be home with my family. But I would do anything to see my friends again. And she kind of looks away sadly, looks right back into the camera. My friends have always been my rock. Without them, I'd be lost in the woods, totally alone. Andrew, if you're listening, please don't hurt them. Please. And then Kenneth is just like, thank you, that's all. I hope that was enough. Uh, Ezra and Caleb are just like... They're just standing around, like just oozing like bad boy vibes, you know. I, <laughs> they like where's Ezra's like out. fingerless gloves and like a vape, uh, you know, thing. It's like futuristic like a vape cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't you see that? Ooh, what if that's after the time jump? Ezra's just like a like a weird neck beard. He's just like. <laughs> He's just like, it's bubblegum flavor, Caleb. And Caleb's just like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Reporter's like, do you really think Campbell did it? And Allie says, right now, I just need to be with my family. Alone, no questions. And please, no more police. So they go inside, and Caleb and Ezra just kind of like exchange glances and just it's look shady in general and take off. Uh, so inside Allison's living room, somewhat later, Kenneth is giving Allie a hug. Everything this everything this guy does just looks either so gross or so square. 
I found that no matter where I freeze framed it, he always has just the most sour expression on his face. Like, does he just like drink a like a, a little shot glass of urine before every take? Because that's that's what it looks like. He always looks like he just drank some piss. He always just looks like weird, like kind of like like sucked in, like you know, sneer. But let me let me uh, couch that with like, if I ever run to this actor, I just want to say. You're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are there are some actors who I don't know, like I can just like drink in their performance, but like Ken, he just has to show up. And I'm just like, this scene is gonna be really rewarding. What if he shows up in a commercial for an Audi car, like looking up in the air and making that same face? I hope you buy this car. <laughs> yeah, so inside uh Allie's kinda like she hugs her dad and he's making that face and he's like, This better work. I hope it works. Uh, we see Tanner's there. She says, Andrew's been obsessed with the girl since Allie went missing. If he really thinks that she's here alone, there's no way he'll pass up the opportunity to grab her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tanner's not there alone. Oh, she's there with some yeah, other I'm cops. getting there. Yeah, in the background, we see the other cops are there. Uh, Toby's there, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a, a man in a suit there. Who's that? Oh, shit. It's Barry Maple. It's Detective Barry Maple. He's been promoted. That's Barry. how you do it. He's handling like Rosewood cybercrime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, and there's like a couple other cops. A great moment where one of the cops walks up to Toby and hands Toby an empty Manila folder mm-hmm. that Toby then opens and looks inside like it's super important. Well, you know the uh, funny thing is when we watched the episode the first time, I I noticed how like the pomposity of mm-hmm. Toby there. But yeah, when you actually just freeze frame it, it's so clearly just an empty. It's just like, oh, very interesting. There's some super important shit in here. Uh, I wonder but, if like Officer Barry taught him that. He's just like Toby. You just always gotta look like you're doing important shit. One day you'll be wearing a suit like me. Oh, well, so here's my here's my fan theory about Barry's promotion. It's so simple that Barry just walked into, I don't know whose office. Mm-hmm. Seemingly Tanner's running the entire Rosewood police, and though we've seen that, even though she's chief. state police, yeah. Even though we've seen that have a police chief. And he's just like, hey guys, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but there's a shit ton of fucking cybercrime happening in Rosewood. We have nobody on this. See, I think you're overthinking it. I think he just wore a suit one day, <laughs> and there's like, oh, Detective Maple? And he's like, yeah. And that, yeah. that's just how it went down. You know, I, I I remembered some kind of story. I don't think it was, I don't know if it's ever actually true. Where the original Star Trek, like the actors all wanted raises, you know, the mm. non like Nimoy and Shatner actors, and they couldn't give it to them. So Roddenberry just gave their characters promotions. Well, it's the old trick where if you apply for a job, you just write down your name as Benji. You're hired, and so then when they read your name to you, boom, you you dress for the job you you want, not the job mm-hmm. you have. Some people dress yeah. up like Batman. Barry watched like The Departed, and he's just like, there we go. Got to start wearing a suit. Uh, and he just starts quoting Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. So Kenneth is just like, and if you're wrong. Uh, and Allie's like, Dad, this is my idea. I like how the cops are just like, hey, the teenage girl has the idea. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Allie's like, if we don't poke the bear, it'll just keep hibernating. Kenneth, Kenneth actually does an eye roll. Yeah, he's like, I know. I just don't like the idea of using my daughter as bait. Well, I, I felt like he's like, his internal monologue is like, just so we're clear, I hope no one suspects me of killing my wife. We're clear on that, right? Uh, and uh, Alice, or I'm sorry, Tanner says, your daughter will have police protection 24 hours a day. We will leave nothing up to chance. And if Andrew or anybody else, try- anybody else tries to contact her, we'll be ready. So Ali's like, well, what do we do now? And Tanner's like, we wait. And we hope that Andrew makes a move. The fucking cops in this town. 
Like, uh, this is their plan. Any day now, they're going to finally nab Cece Drake. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, hey, this teenage girl thinks we should use her as bait. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then Toby, out. like, Toby throws on his, like, Ossifer Toby, like, game face. He's like, I've got this, you know. Well, him and Allison share a significant look. Well, he, he tries to, like, look determined for Allie, and Allie just, like, looks away like, ugh. Is that how you took it? That's how I took it, yeah. No, that's how I took it initially. I believe that they know what's really going on. Here. Okay, sure, that too. Um, so, meanwhile, in the dollhouse, we're in the hallway outside the liar's rooms. The uh, blonde girl in the yellow top in the beginning wheels a cart up to Spencer's door. There's, like, a slot that slides out from the bottom where food can be slid through. So, Spencer's ready there. She tries to get her head down to ask questions. She's like, Mona, is that you? Mona, Mona. The blonde girl kind of, like, freaks out after, like, sliding the food and, like, pulls away and runs off. And you can hear the other liars in the rooms calling out, Mona, Mona, come on, come on, Mona, please, I was Mona, 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 Mona. Uh, so the blonde girl's, like, covering her ears and acting. Well, like, yeah, oh. this is not Mona. Uh, you might have yeah. thought maybe it was Mona. It's not. It's the crazy blonde chick. Right, right. The, the same yellow mm-hmm. top. The, a bought a shit ton of those yellow tops, and they bought all the black hoodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to Alice in the living room. It's night. Alice and her dad are, like, chilling on the couch. Officer Toby is just standing nearby. Well, There's an interesting shot of that grandfather clock ticking away at 7.30. Yeah, Allison's like, studying it. Tanner's overseeing Detective Barry and the other cop at the monitor well, Peters. Well, did you happen to notice the framing in this? Um, we get this shot of Allie, her dad, and Toby. Toby's, like, way off to one side of the frame, just mm-hmm. standing there, looking extremely awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they really want us to show us, like, how much he sticks out like a sore thumb like he he not only in the frame but just like what he's doing he's just kind of standing around looking like you know like what am i supposed to be doing here well you know it makes sense to me because if you have to convey the simplest possible information visually Mm -hmm. like barry is doing something he considered a computer the other cop is doing something she considered a computer toby can't just like relax on the couch he's Mm -hmm. on duty yeah but it's the way it's framed though he's way off to one side when Allie's closer dad on the other it just it immediately kind of sets him apart as like kind of sticking out. I I would not be shocked if like Toby was trying to like mime that like his legs are hurting. He'd like to have a seat and Ken just like shook his head. Do you think Toby would, would care though? I don't know. <sighs> I, we've never really seen how like professional Toby is at his job because he's terrible. Uh, I don't know what kind of professional Couldn't he like kind ethics. of lean against the couch arm? <laughs> I don't know what kind of professional ethics were taught in that two-week online course to become mm. a Rosewood cop. Yeah, so, so Tanner's yeah. pacing, Barry's at the computer, and Kenneth is just like, do you need anything? Food? Soda? And Allie's just like, no, I'm fine. And more sour expressions from uh, Kenneth Lawrence. He, he he just had a, a soda can full of urine. <laughs> Diet urine. Mm-hmm. Diet urine. Uh, so then we, Allie kind of gasps as we see like a shadow cross in the hallway, you know, outside the living room and everybody tenses and we hear a door open and Tanner, Barry and Toby all get their guns out. And then we, you know, see more shadows. Somebody walks in. It's Jason. It's just fucking Jason. He like immediately like flinches and ducks back. Because there's all these guns pointed at him. Everybody sighs and Jason's like, Toby, what the hell? Uh, the cops just all put their guns away and Toby's just like, why didn't you come in the front? And Jason's like, you told me to be discreet. Came in through the garage. Uh, he's he's here with takeout, apparently, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he went for a takeout run. Well, there's a there's a weird, like, like theme over the last few seasons of, like, Jason and food. Mm-hmm. I, you know, his reaction to Toby in this episode, I sat there thinking for the longest time, like, have these assholes ever even had scenes together before? And I realized, oh, they yeah, did. They, yeah, they did shirtless gardening together. Yeah, I had, I had that same thought. And, you know, looking at this takeout bag, 
I don't think he brought something for everyone. I think no. he went and got himself food there. He's like, that's not a very big bag. He's like, I'm fucking starving. Yeah. He's like, oh, we made a Chipotle run. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. So then uh, Allie's phone rings, uh, and she kind of flinches, and she shows it to Tanner and blocked ID. And so Tanner's just like, everybody stay absolutely silent. So they all go to battle stations, and Barry gives the nod from the computer. So Allie puts it on speaker and says, hello? Hello? The call's getting traced. And then after a bit of silence, we start hearing some music play. It's like this old-timey song. Uh, the lyrics to which are, I wrote my mother, I wrote my father, and now I'm writing you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like weird. Old, Fitting. Yeah, Bioshock song. The trace is localized in the Pennsylvania. Yeah, Allie's just kind of baffled, and they're all just like standing around. Eventually, the music stops, and well, Tanner... Tanner gives that, like, keep it going Yeah, ocean. keep it going, yeah. <laughs> Allie's like, I know I'm the one that you really want. Just tell me where you are, and I'll find a way to get there. Then she pauses, and Tanner's like, I don't know, keep going, you know. Uh, and so Allie says, but I have to know that you won't hurt them. And the computer, we see the computer's pulling up Rosewood on a map. So then, like, line goes dead. And Tanner's like, did you get it? And then Barry's like, he's doing some computer shit. And, uh, you know, we do see a map of, uh, Rosewood. of the, the Rosewood. I, I reject this map. I think mine is better. Um, but, uh, of course, Barry, you know, zooms in on Allie's address there on, uh, was it 29 Bridgewater Avenue? And it's just like, the caller's in the house. Which I would swear before he said this, like, you and I both said this to each other while we were watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... You know, there was that like uh, mashup super water, like terrace, uh, sorry, of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and like uh, uh, Fury Road. Uh, it just cracks me up with the Kimmy Schmidt thing because it blows me away still that Carol Kane was in the original one of Stranger Calls. Hmm. Who I Carol Kane, who I do not believe was ever uh, a believable teenager, was the original babysitter in that movie. Um, yeah, uh, I also want to say I've seen a few people who have saved pictures of the map who they think it's spoilers or going to be like important this oh, season this map? no 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 your map oh <laughs> i just want to point out it is uh you know, sorry for spoiling anything that is definitely spoilers uh it was uh, something we were asked to do almost as a lark uh we think they are excellent maps but uh you're not going to play along at all are you not even a little bit. okay well there are definitely uh, dragons and you should be aware of them in mm-hmm. rosewood uh, though the portal of the Ravens was obviously real, Toby's falling down himself. So after the commercial, uh, Tanner like leads like Alice into like a, a craft closet like a, slash makeshift like wine cellar. cellar. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's like a closet. Like there should have been coats hanging there because there's like craft shit one side and then like a like some wine stuff well, in the other. It's like a bunch of wrapping paper. Maybe this yeah. is like uh, Jessica. Oh, I don't. I don't even know. I don't know what the fuck this. When is. she was trying to like start like her Etsy business from home. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to like the property management she does, I don't there's know. Even, there's even, of course, the hanging light bulb there. And Tanner's just like, she, uh, she's like, do not open this door for anyone, which I've she's selling it to people. like random cop. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but no, she says Allison later. Well, no, no, no she, she says she, Allison. And then later she says, you stay down here to the cop. But I've seen a lot of people who kind of jokingly larked on like, uh, don't open the door for anyone. Yeah. No, I said that while we're watching it. Like, so like, She's just going to die, gonna die there? down there like she never gets out. She's like, you said not to open it for anyone. So I'll just, just wait in here forever. But yeah, then Tanner says to the cop, like, you stay down here. And then she uh, walks off with Barry. 
Yeah, Barry tells her, first floor is clear. Jason and Mr. DeLaRanges are with Hernandez. Uh, Tanner's like, okay. Uh, so they go upstairs, or we go upstairs. Toby's in the hallway with outside Allison's room. He's got his gun drawn and the flashlight out. He's got that little the cop motion where like the, the two wrists are connected. One of my uh, friends who watches PLL is just like, every time Toby has the gun and flashlight out, like he just can't even. like it, He can't handle it. Yeah. There's like a creaking coming from inside the room. So Toby, like, he pokes his head in there, and there's somebody in a black hoodie rocking back and forth in the rocking chair there. Toby flips out a little bit like Jason did earlier. Show me your hands! I'm sorry, you want to do it? Show me your hands. Let me see your hands. And uh, this uh, this hoodie isn't moving. It's just kind of rocking there. Uh, Tanner comes in. She gives a nod to Toby. And so he, he really, like, screws his face up to do this and, like, She's got turns the chair around. Her gun drawn. Which I think is interesting because I always like Tanner as the one. Like, she never has to draw her gun. She's got plenty of, like, red shirts. You know, in the red like, the, the higher fighter. up you go, the less you have to draw a sidearm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Toby takes a deep breath. He makes serious cop face and then mm-hmm. flips the rocking chair around. And we see, uh, it's, uh, the black hoodie has like a pig mask on this totally freaky looking pig mask. Uh, and then he reaches up and takes the mask off and it's just like a mannequin underneath. It's just like this mannequin doll. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fucking creepy as hell, but obviously it's not, this isn't a real person. It's, it's a, just a ruse. I feel like this is some sort of Pictunia reference, too. Uh, they all sigh and put their guns away. Then the phone rings. They see, oh, it's in the doll's like hoodie pocket there. So Tanner fishes it out, and she answers. And it's just a bunch of pig squealing noises. And then the cop who's supposed to be watching Allie comes in the door with her gun out. And Tanner's like, why aren't you downstairs? For the very first time, Toby isn't the biggest fuck-up on the police force. Yeah, so we cut down to that closet tanner opens it up uh we see there's no one inside there's a broken wine bottle on the floor no alley so what happened exactly here well toby's like where the hell is she and i want tanner to be like hey toblerone how the fuck should i know well so just skipping ahead a little bit this is apparently some sort of ruse for alley to get away from tanner did did that mean that alley set up the weird pig hoodie thing like was that alley two two or is that still a you know the answer to this right no i don't okay well we'll just keep going uh okay. so we cut to the middle of the woods at night allison's frantically running away checking back behind her uh so later in her living room uh tanner comes marching and talking to her cell phone she's like put on apb allison and campbell should be on everyone's screensaver from here to lake michigan oh what i wanted to talk about earlier sorry so uh flashback three years allison disappears labor day weekend presumably Mm -hmm. whether they're named or not the liars would be part of that news article right um probably not named but perhaps missing with friend you know from a friend sleepover so halfway through season one they're on the front page of the paper when ian the whole bell tower sure go so start of season five they're on the news because these four girls have disappeared Mm-hmm. Though, well, and also they were uh, featured in the trial, or when Allie came back, they were on the news. Then, then they would have been mentioned. Well, during so the trial. so when they were in New York, though, they were mm-hmm. very. We saw the shot; they were very briefly yeah. on the news. Then they're you know big part of that whole trial situation. Now, <laughs> for for a month, they've been like thought to be escaped convicts, then obviously kidnapped, and this whole fiasco, like. If ever we've talked about how people should cross the street when they see mm-hmm. these four girls, it's now. Oh, the, these girls, like, if 
if uh, Peter Hastings wasn't keeping the media away, like they would be legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So also in the living room, uh, APB, blah, blah, blah. Toby follows. Uh, Ken and Jason are there. Jason can sense that Toby is stressed. He's like, I think it's from all the faces Toby's making <laughs> or trying to make. He's yeah. like, what is it, Toby? Toby needs to get something off his chest. He's like, it's that song. My mom used to play it on the piano. It's called Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. So Tanner, that's a break in well, the case. Like, apparently like, all, that all Toby's mom ever did was play shit on the piano, I guess. He's like, Toby, I want to play some music for you. It may seem stupid and I may seem like I'm drifting out of life. Mm-hmm. But well, so, it's be important seven years from now. Yeah. Does this fuel the fire that Toby and Charles are related in? Hmm? I think or the same of, person? There's a lot of subtle uh, fueling of that fire. But yeah, I love how Tanner's just like, Call that in. Tanner is calling everything in or, or ordering shit to be called in constantly in this episode. That's all she does. Call it in. Call that in. I'll call it in. <laughs> Clearly, everyone on the Rosa Police Force is inept, except for Barry, who's yeah. really good at tech stuff now. Also, quite possibly in this room. Yeah. So I don't know who she's calling it into. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Toby walks off, like muttering into his radio about like positive location. Kenneth is just like, stop, please. Someone tell us what the hell is going on. It's like major Kenneth face, which that might be a new thing. Tanner needs to spell it out to this asshole. Yeah. That song was a message about the Campbell Apple Farm. Allie figured it out before we did. And I think she went there to meet Andrew without us. So then we, Kenneth Ken- makes more Kenneth faces. Well, Kenneth and Jason are just like, oh, oh. This is like the first time this episode, just the first time where I was like, damn, Allie's a lot smarter than all the adults in this room. Well, yeah, she lived on her own for two years. But I I, I had that realization probably three more times as mm-hmm. this episode progressed. Uh, so meanwhile, Ezra and Caleb are just sitting in a parked car in the woods at night. I'm they're sorry. Both- meanwhile, dark Ezra and Caleb, they're both like chewing on their nails, like yes. looking worried. Allie hops in the back seat and she's like, it worked. They thought the call was from A. So they're, they're letting Ezra be a hardy bro, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's he's probably like uh, bankrolling this whole endeavor. Do you think Caleb's just like, hey, uh, Ezra, I'm a little light. What do you think? We're Hardy <laughs> Bros, right? I need a new uh, Johnson drive for yeah. my screw on my laptop. And Ezra's like, 5000 will be okay, right? And Caleb's like, like I'll, I'll just get out of petty cash. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Allie's here. Meanwhile, you the know. brew is just crashing. So the, they thought the call was from A. So I, I guess that means they're all in on it. Well, so so they they went and put a weird hoodie doll like they did that too. So so that's so weird. But it's effective though. I they, guess so. Yeah. I mean, granted, they could have done this. I for all we know, Allison had that thing up in her room like all day. Mm-hmm. You know, Allie uh, just happens to have creepy pig masks lying around. I feel like they all probably like conglomerated on this uh, this this ruse, this scheme. Collaborated. Yeah, Caleb, uh, uh, with his uh, known vocal disdain for the police, was mm-hmm. like, pig mask. Pig mask. Also, I'm downloading, like, wave files of, like, pig, pig songing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to sample it straight from Deliverance, too, to make it weird. Um, yeah, so Caleb has a laptop. It's, like, tracking program on his lap. Ezra gets a text. Ezra's like, oh, it's, it's Toby. And he reads a text. Tanner sent everybody to the Campbell Apple Farm. We're in the clear. So Toby's in on it, too. Mm-hmm. And Caleb's like, I don't know if I'd say that. And Allison's like, me neither. There's no other way. As long as Tanner's around, A won't come near me with a 10-foot pole. 
So Andrew's, Ezra's like, are you even sure that Andrew even got the message about the rock and being lost in the woods and blah, blah, blah. And Allison's like, believe me, he'll be at the kissing rock. He won't miss a chance to get his hands on me. And Ezra and Caleb share a look like, time to tell her, bro. Time to tell her. Oh, yeah. And Caleb shuts his laptop and he gets his like sensitive voice on. He's like, Allie, listen, we're going to be tracking you every step of the way. And Ezra's like, mm-hmm. And Toby will always know where we are. And Allie has this look like, Look, pussies, this ain't my first rodeo. Like, I fly planes. Well, like, also, I'm sure she's thinking, like, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, that's cute. You're concerned. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and she totally, like, she's like, she's got her game face on. She's ready to go. And these Whoa. guys, they have to, you know, do the manly thing and try well, to. What I like, though, is that she does this kind of look away, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, God, what a fucking disappointment these two are. Mm -hmm. That look away organically takes her to the pair of woman's boots on the seat next to her. Yeah, there's some little, uh, I don't know, boot heel things. And Kayla's just like, those are for you. Uh, and so she picks them up. She's like, nice kicks. A welcome home gift. And he takes one from her and he opens up like a little latch in the heel. And pulls out like this little glowing tracking device. He's like, uh, actually inside is a tracking device. And he kind of shows it to her and puts it back in. He says, it works like your phone's GPS system. Transports a signal to a satellite and bounces back to us. Q-Brand. She's yeah. like, oh, thank you for explaining what GPS is to me, Caleb. I needed to know that it, it, the satellite was involved. Oh, thank you, Q. Yeah. Now Bond has the tool that just said, needs remission. You could have just said it, it has GPS in it. You could have just said it's a tracking device. It's 2015. Yeah. I mean, we're trafficking plenty of, like, movie cliches. Like, GPS, what is that, Caleb? And he's like, well, there's a global network of satellites that, you know, orbit around the Earth. He's like, let me Radio start Radio waves go up to them and then come back down. Like, no Let me shit. start earlier. There's this thing called space. Yeah. And Ezra's like, so wherever Andrew takes you, we'll only be a few seconds behind. If we don't fuck it up, that is, which we <laughs> almost certainly will. And Caleb says, and if this works, you'll you'll take us right to the girls. And Allie's like, well, you know what they say, give the girl give give the girl a good pair of shoes, and she can conquer the world, right? Uh, it's really funny how much more nervous these dudes are than Allie is. These boots are made for walking all over you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So meanwhile, back in the dollhouse, we hear the buzzing of the lights on the bottom of the walls. We hear a woman on speaker, please proceed to Allie's room and prepare for arrival. She keeps saying that. Please proceed to Allie's room and prepare for arrival. The doors unlock. The, the creak open of the of the four girls' room. Spencer sticks her head out. She's well, first, first we see Arya silhouetted. And yeah, then, Arya sticks her head out. And then we they see share Spencer, yeah. significant looks. There's some there's some meaning. There's some tone like exchanged here. Uh, there's some trepidation. Spencer there's, finally there's some the pink streaks yeah. going on right now. Oh, Arya is dressed like Harley Quinn. Uh, like she, you know, might have just come from the Suicide Squad. You uh, mean like if they were using a good costume instead of what they're using in that monstrosity they're making? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, uh, Arya's got like leather jacket, red shirt. It's probably her best look. Like it is a good look for Arya. I just want to say Lucy Hale looks gorgeous throughout this episode. She looks very different than she did at the end of last season too. But that's well, she got a haircut somewhere in this uh, three week time gap. She got a haircut and got the pink streaks back. How? We don't know exactly. Uh, uh, I can't wait to find out. Uh, yeah, so they kind of hit down the hallway. The Spencer steps out. The door slams behind her. She jumps low. So her nerves are obviously on edge. Emily comes out, walks up behind Arya. Emily's wearing like a like a shark's jumpsuit. Yeah, she basically has like her like swim workout clothes on. You oh, know? and Spencer's back in like the Argyle, like the mm -hmm. sweater. Uh, it would have been great if it was the sweater from that night. 
Yes and no. I mean, maybe that's a little too on the nose. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, Emily kind of comes up behind Arya and she's like, I'd ask if you were okay, but Arya cuts her off of like, let's not talk about what we just went through. At least not until we get out of here. Well, Arya's got some steel in her voice right now. Yeah, yeah. And Spencer's just like, I don't know, even know if I can find the words. And Spencer's like, looks like she's about to cry. The acting is very good and very interesting here. They all seem like they're terrified to even see each other right now so and, and you're just left wondering like what the fuck is Abe been doing to them so i don't know if i want to do this so like i was just mystified and fascinated and took this scene one way after watching the episode hmm. then i watched the the little you know trailer for the next mm-hmm. yeah episode and then i kind of had a suspicion about what happened and i went online and i saw that other people shared a very similar suspicion do we want to talk about that now or later uh, maybe later because uh they they all look very kind of uneasy around each other and then hannah's door opens and she kind of slides out her body language is very close off very defensive maybe guilty oh uh, and say, she's kind of like separate and apart from them and no see, one could actually, say anything i take it the exact opposite way i really? think that she's kind of there's a somewhat silent judgment of all of them hmm. um so we'll just say that when i first watched this scene of going on i thought they were all internally processing their own private traumas which is mm-hmm. true but now i think that that i got the impression from the trailer that maybe the others are complicit in their own in each in each other's suffering does well, that make sense it's like some sort of weird psychological torture has happened so in these three weeks essentially we always talk about the the greatest otp of the liars and it's talk about in this episode is that they're mm-hmm. together that they had that unified bond and possibly just possibly a has found a way to turn that in on itself uh, obviously, Charles is in charge of their days and their nights. Yeah. So Emily comes over to Hannah and she says, we're all together again. Okay. It's going to be okay. Puts an arm around uh, Buda Benzo there. Well, uh, she, Hannah, like, it looks like she finally, like, lets something somewhat go and kind of mm-hmm. falls in Emily's arms. Yeah. And just want to comment again. This is dark. <laughs> like, it's it just, you're watching this. And you're just like, man, this is fucked up. Uh, like they all clearly like you're gonna have ptsd after this yeah. uh spencer's still kind of crying Arya seems like she has it to most together right now like she's the true steel here and well, the loudspeakers yelling at him again Arya's a cold flame right now mm-hmm. uh, and hannah's like i don't want to get in trouble again let's just go so she walks past them and after hesitating they all fall into Allie's room uh, when they get into Allie's room there's some boxes on the bed mm-hmm. and they're just kind of looking at him Emily goes over and Arya's just like, be careful. Emily opens a box and Spencer and Arya join her. And there's just like a bunch of like pillows and like girl stuff, like random things. But one interesting thing in these boxes, Emily holds up a wall plaque. Uh, I got the translation from this from Twitter. Uh, Tiptoe ZZZ on the Twitter. So the translation from French is there's double the laughter, double the grins and double the trouble if you're blessed with twins. So that is a plaque that's presumably Allie's plaque. Uh, very interesting. Twins. And yeah. Emily says, this is all stuff from, uh, it's all Allie stuff from her room at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Emily, Hannah's kind of frowning. Spencer finds uh, a newspaper in one of these boxes, seemingly used to pack stuff. And, you know, we see De Laurentiis murder conviction overturned. overturned. New evidence proves victim is still alive. Spencer's like, you guys, Allie's murder conviction is overturned. They're letting her go. Uh, she seems happy by this, but Hannah's kind of nonplussed. She's just like, if that's even a real paper, <laughs> which all the interactions here are going to be really interesting because it feels like there's this 
baggage of whatever happened in the last three weeks. We don't know what it is, mm. but there's a lot of just kind of eye chatter and things left unsaid, and you're just left to kind of wonder what is it exactly that they're not saying that they're all thinking right now. Yeah, it's it's like they're not just dealing with themselves. They're dealing with each other in mm-hmm. a way. Like there's uh, maybe like trust has been bruised mm-hmm. slightly. Um, I like that it's that same, you know, cute picture of Mona that was used for like the funeral and stuff on that the front page of that paper. But uh, like the photo of Allison, <laughs> like a bad prison mugshot photo. Yeah, it's still the mugshot photo with the orange jumpsuit. Sorry, Allie. <laughs> It's like, oh, hey, everyone, they're letting this teenage murder-ass liar, no <laughs> liar out of jail. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, Emily keeps on the boxes. Uh, BTW, Allison apparently has or had a ukulele. Um, Emily says, how did A get all do you this think, stuff? Do you think Allie can, can fill it up? Like, fill it up? Like, play ukulele? I'm sorry, fiddle it up. Oh, fiddle it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe the devil went down the Georgia Shauna. I don't know. I'd love to see her play Tiny Bubbles in that thing. Uh, so Emily's just like, how did I get all this stuff? And Ari's like, you're seriously still asking how, audience? <laughs> well, audience? yeah, yeah, because Spencer says, yeah, Arya's right. Question down here is why. And it's like Marlene King pops in. She's like, everybody got that? Don't ask how. Stop asking how. Ask why. Uh, so Hannah has something she wants to get off her chest, which is, did they force you guys to sign the welcome card for Allie? And no one says anything. And Arya and Spencer kind of process. So you kind of get the sense that, like, there's... <laughs> there's some joint guilt about a lot of things mm-hmm. happening here. Emily, meanwhile, finds a little Eiffel Tower figurine and she's just like, oh my God, I think we're getting ready for Allie's arrival. The real Allie, not Mona, not that bitch Mona. Um, <laughs> yeah, BTW, fuck Mona. <laughs> and Spencer's like, Allie, no. And Ari's like, what? What is it, Spence? And Spencer's reading the newspaper. Dillerentis was offered police protection but declined, citing the need to heal privately with her family. And she and Hannah kind of ex- exchange these ambiguous looks again, you know, and you're like, what does that mean exactly? You know, and Emily's just like, so Allie's a sitting duck. Well, you can tell Hannah wants to say something. Old Hannah wants to just address the, the camera and call Charles a bitch again. She looks up at that, cor- that camera in the corner, which is watching her, you know, whirring and buzzing, and she kind of backs down. Like, Hannah, mm-hmm. she's reeling from some wounds that we can't see. Uh, so Hannah says... If A brings Allie here, does that mean he won't need Mona anymore? And Ari's like, so where is she? And Spencer looks concerned. And Emily like, looks like she just realized that she left a dryer, like something in the dryer mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. I mean, Emily, like, man, I would love to hear commentary. Like, does Emily just fucking hate Mona? Is Emily, like, willing to take up smoking just to put cigarettes out in Mona's face? Maybe, maybe. I like that dark Emily, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emily with a grudge, like angry Emily, you know, angry drunk Emily. Uh, but we we didn't talk about what Hannah's wearing. She has uh, like some orange kind of tight pants on and uh, like a black flower print top. You uh, know, torn, both torn. Yeah. Yeah. There are some tears on it. And um, her hair, I think, is shorter than it was before as well. Hmm. Much like, like Arya's. Yes. Yes. Both Arya and Hannah both magically got short hair, maybe because they're the same person. So elsewhere in the dollhouse, Black Hoodie A uh, walks into a room where there's an old well or a pit. And in that pit uh, is Mona back in her yellow top. Uh, again, I want to reference both Lost and also like Haruki Murakami novels. But Mona looks like she's well, like, it's been a like, rough time for her. Like Cersei Lannister in the black cells down there. Like she looks haggard. She's filthy. She's covered in dirt. Mm-hmm. She's scared. Um, she kind of, she you know, hears someone. So she stands up. She's super fearful. And she's like, Charles, is that you? 
and the flashlight clicks on in her face and she kind of gasps and shields her eyes and she's just like i'm sorry i upset you but if you let me out i promise i'll be a good alley the best you'll ever find just give me a chance and you'll see and she's like nodding and really trying to sell it and then a just like leans away and she's like no 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 don't go don't go please charles she's pleading uh, and the light fades away and the camera just kind of pans away from the hole the hole to like just blackness mm-hmm. as we hear mona saying charles no please don't leave me here no please please don't leave me uh door slammed shut uh i mean they're just going there right now it's like just black frames full of girls screaming that's what this episode is well i remember when we were finishing up season five, you had post like a comparison of like uh, uh, photos from like season one and like season five and how the yeah. color palette has changed. And yeah, like this is almost, there's a level of darks on the screen here that kind of reminds me of like, who's a director who does a lot of like, like Fincher, like does a lot of like mm. the darks. Um, yeah. So, and Allison's like fake bedroom there. Emily's like unwrapping some of Allison's stuff. Arya's like hanging up her clothes. Arya's just very matter of factly like, you know, like folding some clothes up, hanging some stuff up, just Hands. handling the fashion. Yeah, Hannah's like going through an old photo album. Spencer's inspecting a butterfly catcher. Hannah, referring to the photo album, says, I can't believe Ali say this. This is from the day we were at the lake. And we see a still from that episode, which was back in season one, episode eight. Please do talk about me when I'm gone, which was written by Joseph Doherty. Uh, and Spencer's like, well, Ali was in rare form that day, remember? She insulted everyone we'd ever met. And Hannah's like, we let her call Lucas Hermie. Yeah, this, is, um, this was the episode where they're flashing back to a time at the lake with Ali where lucas had his like stupid little like Boats. rc boat yeah and uh this was when noel Kahn was uh like flirting the, with some other chick the chick of the uh the breast with implants the, with the, the breast implants yeah kind of this is one of the Every few time times I we ever i just want to move <laughs> it was one of the few times we ever saw ali really like kind of like go after Ari at all was like that... ali usually kind of leaves Arya alone also, Jenna was there with eyes, mm-hmm. eyes, which Arya will top that. Uh, Hannah's comment, but was that not the first time we heard "That's Immortality, My Darlings"? Yes. yes uh, so Arya in the real world now tops it with uh, "We let her blind Jenna." <laughs> well, and then Emily says, "We are not the same people we were back then, including Allie. Uh It's kind of a perfect line for each character, like, mm-hmm. like Spencer kind of you know talks about Ali, you know, being in rare form. Hannah thinks of lucas aria feels regret about jenna and then emily is like defending Allie, basically the but also them and herself because mm-hmm. she's had that journey yeah spencer it's like she can kind of uh talk about the notorious nature of allison but also talk about it with a familiarity that's both like personally angry but also kind of like i don't know the rarity that she knows mm-hmm. such a such a scoundrel um yeah, and like like you said, it's like, it, like Hannah was had a whole storyline of Lucas. You know, there was yeah. the boat thing that day. She also Arya is always beat that bitch up with an oar. Yeah, Arya's regretted the Jenna thing the most of all of them. I think. Yeah, she yeah. always feels compassionate towards Jenna, so that's so I, who she thinks of. So going forward from here, I love how this moment kind of splits in two because uh, Spencer going through her box finds like a kid's like toy car boat thing, and on the side is carved in the initials of cd mm-hmm. spencer can tell this is going to be important she kind of like looks up sees the cameras definitely watching them you know tries to play it cool meanwhile Arya moves some clothes around the closet for apparently the first time and finds something serious as she tries to play it cool and she's like hey spence can you come help me with this and spencer's like trying to like act quick to hide the car and buries her head down and, and, and acting, just like look casual yeah yeah acting suspicious and she's like what help you with what 
You can tell Arya's upset that she's not getting immediate aid. Team Sparry, after all. And Arya's like, uh, the rod's a little bit loose. And Spencer's like, I don't know. Hannah, can you please do it? And Hannah, like, lifts her head. And Arya's like, she's busy. And Spencer's and just, like, just oh, glares at it. It's what, Hannah? Hannah has this look on her face like nothing ever changes. <laughs> so Spencer, And there's like, all this, like, eye chatter right now. Yeah. Spencer relents, gets up, comes over to, the, to Arya by the closet. Spencer comes, she's very curious about what the hell Arya has to show. It's so important. So I'm just like, what? And Arya kind of is like, see what I mean? And she we see carved into the wall. He is going to kill me, M. Yeah, and Spencer's like, oh, yeah, I see. Uh, and she looks back at Emily, and Emily and Hannah are frowning. So uh, I guess Mona left them a message before she got taken to the hole. Yeah. She thinks she's going to be killed. What always fascinated me... Mona uh, really really gets a short end in this episode. What always fascinated me about the dollhouse scenario, and I know I'm thinking about this too much, is the fact that, that A controls the entire environment. So, obviously, mm-hmm. A would know that that's there. Also, A would know that the CD boat. I mean, maybe he's just not keeping track of his shit. But, like, uh, I rewatched Welcome to the Dollhouse, like, uh, a few days before this one aired. And when they're writing the notes to each other about, like, the gas masks at the start of the oh, yeah. planning, like... What do they then do with those notes? You know what I mean? It's put, not like there was put a them trash in the can. thing. Yeah, yeah. There's not like a trash can that they could throw them in. Where like, I mean, they could eat them. Clean. You know, I would swear Marlene or one of the writers tweeted at the end of last season that like we would find out about the bathroom, but I don't think we have. Oh yeah, they presumably like, there's a bathroom somewhere. Maybe that's where the otherwise it's the beginning. Each. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the bathroom has a giant like like the sunshine rays. Mm-hmm. Maybe she is the bathroom. Maybe the hole was the bathroom. I don't know. Um, oh, man. Also, I thought it was this episode, but I guess we are going to find out this season when A started constructing all of this. Sure. Which I'm more than mildly curious about. So, mm-hmm. meanwhile, back at Rosewood PDHQ, Detective Barry is working at his desk. TV's on. There's a news story about how Radley has been permanently closed after a recent sale. Everybody got that? Well, so it isn't just that he's watching the news. He's actually watching recorded news. He yeah, like yeah. It's like he recorded the news and is like playing it back on his computer. I don't know why he'd be doing this, but whatever. Hey, know. hey, have you not seen True Detective? Mm-hmm. This is how it works. Yeah, and then we cut to the uh, the press conference from earlier with the reporter talking about, uh, you know, the Zoltan Alley and, and all that business with Andrew Campbell Tanner walks in. Toby's there, too. Tanner's on the phone. She's like, no one moves from that spot. You hear me? She hangs up, and she says, no sign of Allison or Andrew at the Campbell farm. And to Toby, she says, if you have any idea where she could be right now, you better tell me before it's too late. And Toby has the most hilarious, like, obviously guilty expression on his face. He's like, uh, you know, and it's like, very says him. Because uh, if he didn't, like, Toby was just going to crack and say everything, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just has this look like, like i've been busted i'm going to go to the corner now well and tanner's not a fucking idiot like, <laughs> she has to know that this, i mean she didn't ask this idiot that question because she doesn't already I, suspect him i don't think you need to be like a state police detective to look at toby here and be like you're guilty as shit i after you're hiding tanner, something you're obviously lying to me after tanner left the room i wanted barry to be like to turn to Kevin and be like you fucking owe me <laughs> i saved your fucking ass rookie yeah go get me a sandwich Barry says, did you see that? Look, behind the reporter. There, that guy in the hat. And we see he's kind of like, you know, scrubbing through the, the video from the press conference. And we see uh, kind of a tall dude with uh, brown hair walk by in a hat. Looks an awful lot like Andrew, although we don't see the face. 
It also uh, reminded me slightly of the guy who goes to visit Melissa late at night. It looks exactly like that as well. Yeah. Some some guy with short brownish hair in a hat. It it I don't know. It really looks like Andrew to me, but who knows what they're maybe it is Andrew, but this is all red herring. Mm. Um but yeah, it looks like the guy who visited Mel- Melissa that one night that Spencer got on surveillance. And yeah, so Toby chimes in. <laughs> that could be him. That could be Andrew. And Barry's like, no shit. That's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Tanner asks if he got a plate number because it looks like he goes and gets in a car. Although it's kind of off screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, enhance. Barry enhance. does some computer shit. And he says, here we go. Blue sedan with the partial plate. 180. That's the best we're going to get. And Tanner's just like, I'll call it in. Because that's, that's what she does in this episode. She calls shit in. And like, Toby, Toby just makes Toby faces. Well, he looks like he's just in awe of Barry's skills. Like, this is why I think Barry's like the cyber division or something. Like, But it also reminds me of that time that Lucas, of all people, did that spycraft mm-hmm. and helped Mona hack into Barry's files last season. Uh, but yeah, so Tanner... <laughs> Barry's just off. like, hey, uh, if you don't mind, could you never mention that again? <laughs> but so Tanner walks off and Toby is just like, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, out in the woods, Allie's creeping. She's walking up to the kissing rock to wait around. Uh, after a bit, she starts to hear "Walking After Midnight" by Patsy Cline playing. Uh, again, just gonna drop the lost thing because uh, "Walking After Midnight" was Kate's song. Mm-hmm. Although it, it it definitely feels like an Allie song too. I mean, just. Well, just, because just the phrase like walking after midnight, you know, the kind of people who do that. That's an alley thing. Well, especially from the perspective of a young woman, mm-hmm. how it's perceived and what it actually is. But <laughs> like you could make a lot of parallels between uh, Kate and Allison. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could do an episode called What Allison Did. Which would <laughs> what be, Allie did. Yeah. It would be fucking fascinating. Um, so, yeah. Well, so briefly, Marlene, she keeps insisting that this song is some clue. Is it really? She's like, huge clue. What is the clue here? I don't know. Am I missing something? It's a good song, know. but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, whenever Marlene posts a clue, it's like, here's a clue that won't make any sense until you see the episode, and then the clue won't be useful. Would you indulge me in a reference that only you and I will get? Sure. Why don't Patsy Cline make no more records? Because she did. Doesn't that make you sad? That time to get over it. Okay, so yeah, Allie goes like search, like walking in search of that music after midnight. Uh, she finds a car waiting for her. She gets in the car, starts up. It's an empty car, uh, engine revving. There's an automated response head north. Uh, and she makes then making yeah, the, the little like GPS this navigator. The return of evil Satnav on the show. Um, well, I mean, at this point, like kidnapping people with robot death cars, that's just you know de rigueur. It's just expected. <laughs> exactly. This is A's mo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Allie drives off. Meanwhile. Ezra is driving and they're following her as Caleb tracks on the laptop and Caleb's like, she's turning on the highway northbound. Ezra is white knuckling that shit on the steering wheel. Then Caleb like looks over, like assessing Ezra's driving. He's like, hey, don't get too close, okay? If he can see her, if we can see her, A can see us. LOL. Ezra, learn how to hardy, bro, Ezra. Can I speak to Ezra for a moment? Ezra, you are an adult. I know you've forgotten that periodically, but let me be the one to remind you. (laughs) Ezra doesn't like it when you remind him of that. He's like, he's like, I just want to be a teenager again. This better not be a colossal mistake. If we lose Allie, we're not losing anyone. Not Allie, not anyone. I promised Hannah's mom I would get the girls back, and I don't plan on breaking that promise. And Esther's like, oh, well, if you promised Ashley, then shit, say no more, bro. (laughs) God, Caleb must hate 
Ezra's so much. Ezra's just like, I want to be a teenager again. They say I mean, it gets better. It doesn't. High school is the best. <laughs> Come on. Obviously, he misses his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He did make a promise to her mom, but he's got to be so sick and tired of being a best friend. Yeah, back in the dollhouse, Hannah is speaking of the devil, reading a newspaper in a room, and we see there's a picture of Hannah and her mom, Ashley Marin. Mm-hmm. Headline says, Family of Missing Teens Fear Worst. Uh, and then Emily pokes in, which, like, I guess they just have free run of this place now. Also, the doors are open. Also, again, it was in the last one, but on Hannah's little whiteboard there is written, Home Sweet Home, which mm-hmm. is just a sick joke. Oh, yeah. we, we should mention, because we've, we've been to these sets, and I know people would like to hear a little bit about that. Um, the interesting thing about this whole dollhouse construction is that all they had to do was basically put up some walls between the sets that already existed. Mm-hmm. Like, the way they're all arranged... And the kind of like the, the cross section there. Mm-hmm. That's all how they are, normally are. And so they're explaining to us like all they did was like build some walls between them to to and then suddenly it's a dollhouse. So if I remember correctly, we didn't actually go into Spencer's bedroom. We just kind of looked in from the doorway. We definitely walked through Hannah and Aria's bedrooms. I, mm-hmm. We had to walk through Aria's. We, we were in Emily's. We were in Emily's too, but we had, because I took some photos in Emily's, but like we had to walk through Aria's because you had a theory that they were all like one quarter the normal size or something too. Well, no, yeah, I, I read that on the internet, although I must admit when we were actually there, I was embarrassed to actually ask that question because I thought if I asked somebody like, is it true they have these at 70% scale because Lucy Hale is tiny? They would just look at me like I was a fucking idiot. So I was yeah. embarrassed to actually ask. I could see Norbuck being like, it's funny you mentioned that. The security guard will answer that for you mm-hmm. as he escorts you off the lot. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Norbuck was kind enough to kind of take us on a tour of some of the other sets. We got to peek into Allison's bedroom. At the time, there was a lot of storage in there because they had to move stuff from other, elsewhere. Uh, so I tried to take a photo of the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, the two French girls movie poster. Oh, yeah. Mm. It turned out super blurry because I was Excellent. just like raising my phone up over some boxes to try to take this photo. But uh, yeah, it was very cool to actually see these sets. Um, it was surreal. Yeah. Much yeah, like the was, dollhouse. We walked through Hannah's kitchen, which was especially the only one that we didn't get to see, sadly, was like Spencer's kitchen slash living room. Didn't we? No, we didn't get to see it because okay. I would have I would have very politely asked, can I just like sit on one of these stools for a moment or something? You know what I mean? Like or like mm-hmm. sit on the fainting couch for a moment and just say, why are you challenging me? Definitely. Um, so yeah, Emily comes in, followed by the others, and she sees what Hannah's doing, and she's like, "Oh, you got a box too." Arya is holding Pictunia. Yeah, Emily has like a, a swim team medal, so it's like they're all kind of walking in with like something, some personal item that has been delivered to them. This Emily's, will be their their clue murder weapons. Yeah, Emily's got a swim team medal. Arya has Pictunia. Wonderful dramatic reentrance of the legendary Pictunia here. Well, she she says. He is making this house our home. And she actually punctuates her words with like a bouncing emphasis on Pictunia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spencer's just like, you guys, Charles took our stuff before he took us. And she holds up some kind of trinket, like a locket or something. It looks like a maybe a necklace or something, yeah. And she's like, I thought I lost this ages ago. And Emily's like, A planned on bringing us here the whole time to live like his dolls. And Hannah chimes in, or gets up to chime in, show them the news article she's been reading. And she's like, this article's about our families. All of them. She hands it over to Arya. She's like, they're barely hanging on the hope. And then he's like, I don't want to hear that. Like you said that, uh, said that it's probably not even real. And Arya's reading it. She's like, well, real or not, they don't know where we are. They don't even know if we're alive. 
can you just imagine what they're going through? And Spencer's like, it plays on my head, in my head on the loop, day after day, night after night. And with that, the shusher loses her shit. She flips around. Spins in a rage, yeah, and yells right at the camera. I will kill you for doing, for what you're doing to our families. Do you hear me? Man, it was, it was just like, whoa, didn't know you had it in you, are you? Oh, was it me? Murder. Or was like your Lucy Hale actor crush just like totally reinvigorated? <laughs> oh, it's all as invigorated. When yeah. she's pointing right at the camera, I will murder you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Spencer and Emily have to like hold this little terror back. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, this, this kind of mirrors, uh, Hannah raging at a, in the camera in the last episode, mm-hmm. more, more, more Tulpa business. There. Well, there's, there's, there's a little sass when Hannah does it. With mm-hmm. Arya. <laughs> wow. Arya has no sass. She just has murder. This is, this is like Arya, like she's made a threat that she will, she will live up to. And this is basically Liam Neeson on the phone with the fucking terrorists. Like I have a very particular set of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer and Emily have to rein her in. Spencer's like, Arya, stop. And Emily says, calm down. Hannah continues to say, you know, like, not knowing that we're okay not has made my mom physically sick. They took her to the hospital. They or gave her an be IV. Pregnant? They gave her an IV of wine. Well, I feel like they, they took her to the hospital and Ashley just kept getting worse and doctors didn't know what to do. And so instead of, like, keeping her off the wine, they just gave her more wine and then she got better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I saw some speculation on, on Reddit. Could could maybe Ashley be pregnant? Is that why she's sick? I don't know. Well, Jason's baby. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Love child. Uh, you so know, I, I'd take Jason's baby over Ted's baby. For sure. Uh, Hannah's crying now. And she's just like, Hannah. And she goes over and comforts her, her other. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, Hannah. And then she, it's like she wants to say something and then stops herself. Like, like you know maybe maybe they're not in a place where she can comfort hannah right now and she's like let's all just help hannah unpack hannah i'm gonna help you unpack and she starts handing them all shit from the boxes and then she starts whispering she says we're gonna find mona we're gonna get out of here tonight and emily's just like how so spencer goes back to she hands them things i just want to point out things like a pillow and a giant feather it's just like shit from the box yeah but then she she fishes out giant feather she she fishes out an etch-a-sketch and she says, did you guys know that um, I won an Etch-A-Sketch contest when I was in the third grade? So so, so Arya says, of course you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Troy's line delivery because it's like even Spencer thinks this is fittingly ridiculous. Well, I, do you think she actually did or is this the cover story? I don't know. It's it's, it's perfect either way because. Well, it's like, like, of course you would. Yeah. It's like Spencer's just like, honestly, you guys, can you believe me sometimes? I'm amazing. <laughs> um, I thought I read somewhere that this was like one of the product placements like the like uh like the like the, sure, the, yeah. the sat nav like, like etch a sketch is like etch a sketch it's what you use when you're trapped in a kidnap dungeon you want to hide things from your uh you know violent uh you know abductor etch a sketch, sketch. always <laughs> takes a stand against oppressors always yeah. so spencer's like i can draw some really really pretty pictures and then she whispers the generator still shuts down with the switch over and he's like, yeah, I heard it too, but I was too scared to leave my room. And Spencer's like, see? And then she kind of holds up the Etch-A-Sketch to show them. And she's drawn on it. Charles is a De Laurentiis. Hmm. The Laurentiis like, finally figured that out. Shit. And they all kind of glance up at the camera in a way that has got to be making Charles nervous. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just going to say, I know it's Charles is like, I knew I should have put a Magna Doodle in there. Yeah. I know, like. It's an etch-a-sketch, but like still, Spencer's calligraphy is just lovely. 
Um, so after the commercial, we're back in the, I don't know what else to call it, the hole room. The hole. The room with the hole. Mona's alone in the hole, starts singing to herself, like she's hugging herself, bouncing flexing back and forth. Flexing her pipes here. Yeah, her voice is cracked and she's crying and she's singing that, uh, you know, that Mockingbird song. Hush little baby. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, she looks like she's at the end of a rope and it's a nice reminder that Janelle Parrish is putting out singles now. You can go buy them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, her voice is cracking. It's full of anguish. Janelle Parrish killing it. Um, She's just rocking back and forth. Uh, eventually, she just starts crying. She can't go on. And all I could think about during this scene was what is up with those weird, like, beige, like, cr- like they're like clogs or... They're like wedges. They look like if, like, if like Crocs made a heel. I mean, these things are hideous. I don't know what's going on here. They're and, wedges, you know, right? I'm not the only one who notices. Jacob Clifton pointed this out on Twitter, too. Is that what they're called? Wedges? I don't know. I don't no, know. they're not. They're not wedges. They're heels. They're just hideous. They're hideous, like beige, like croc heels. It's weird because you would think because normally Charles has such great fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's the thing that like maybe commenting on that is what got Mona in the hole in the first place. Yeah, Mona was like, "Fuck this!" And he's she's like, like, "In the hole with you." <laughs> I don't have a problem with the bullshit you did to my hair or the yellow top, but the shoes? No, it's too far. It's a bridge too far. He's like into the fucking hole. Put the lotion on your fucking skin. Um, so Mona's she's she's desperate. She's running out of hope down the hole here. Mm. <laughs> There's no hope in the hole. No. Cut to Allie. She's driving. GPS says destinations on her right. This uh, is the usual PLL female voice actor. Yeah, we see uh, Tyler State Park, Pennsylvania, Department of Natural Resources Which sign here. I do believe is in Bucks County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, GPS says she's reached her destination. And right on cue, the engine like sputters and dies. The car rolls to a stop. Uh, that, Allie tries a gas pedal. She's getting nothing. That dash is... is... Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, go, no, go, go. I was going to say the dash is beeping. And she looks at it. And we can see there's no more gas. Which I really had to wonder. Did A actually like measure out the perfect amount of gas you would need to drive or, here? Or, or did, did they just, just disable the car? The car? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just like, God, that's amazing. And then I just thought, like, how do you do that? I mean, yeah. that would be pretty good if it's just like, in addition to all the other things I can do, I can put the exact amount of gas in your car you need to get where I'm directing you to. I just, you know, then like Allison makes a wrong turn at one point. Or Allison like somewhere, speeds and like blows through the gas too quickly. Somewhere he's just like, fuck, <laughs> my beautiful plan mm-hmm. dashed. Uh, so she looks around. She's definitely worried. She checks her phone. There's no service. So she's not sure to do this. So she hits the she's call button. still rocking uh, like iOS 5 there too. I love that. Yeah, so the man on speaker is like, roadside assistance, may I help you? Some people thought that this was Chad Lowe doing the voice. It didn't sound like it to me. I mean, I guess I, I could see a, a similarity, but I don't think it was Chad Lowe. Once I heard that, I thought to myself, oh, it could be. It could also be Nolan North, for all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, though I, I do kind of like the idea that it's Chad Lowe, which would make sense since he was directing this. But uh, Allison's just like, hi, my car's broken down. I need help. And the man on speaker's like, what you need is in the trunk of the car. And she's like, what? What did you say? I said, open the trunk of the car, Allison. Well done, eh? And Allie's just like, fuck. Yeah. So she kind of steals herself and gets out. Uh, back in the Hardy Bro-mobile, Caleb's trying to track. Uh, Ezra's just looking anxious, and Ezra's just like, she's still not moving. And Caleb's just like, no, she's at a dead stop. And Ezra's like, that's a poor choice of words. Said the failed piece of shit writer. Yeah. And then on his laptop, we see that they're almost to Allie's tracking dot on screen. And Caleb's just like, slow down. We don't want to get too close. And Esther's just like, this doesn't feel right. You should call Toby. Caleb's just like, oh, God, I hate 
Ezra's just like, he's just the downer, you know, when they're hanging out. He's just always like, I don't know, guys, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, because when these guys are trying to rescue their girlfriends from some kind of psycho oppressor who's like kidnapped them to like the murder sex dungeon, mm-hmm. what you need is a guy with some levity. Yeah. <laughs> Silver lining guy, which is not Ezra. Meanwhile, the Rosewood PDHQ. Tanner is like reading Andrew's journal fresh from a box marked evidence and Andrew Campbell. And there are, I'm looking at this thing now, there's some well, harsh like some words, sur- but are you? Yeah, well, there's some surveillance equipment in the box and then there's like a journal. You want me to read it? Sure. I only have the one screen cap. I know elsewhere you can see a whole bunch, but it's, you can uh, see more. But it, it's it's more the same, you know. It's people like them, people like Arya with her aloof doe eyes, and Spencer, that smug, overcheesing, know nothing, know it all, and Hannah and Emily that are the root cause of all that is bad in this world. They like games, well, so do I. I fantasize about watching them scream, about watching what it takes to make them turn on each other. It's not that I hate them; I don't. They aren't evil. They just play everyone like they're game pieces, like pawns. I'm no pawn, and they can't play me. Ooh. I know, even, like, he's mentioning how, like, these, uh, these, you know, these girls who he's, you know, wants revenge on or whatever. But he has to mention Arya's doe eyes. Yeah, yeah. She might be aloof, but them eyes. She's 90% eyes. Um, Yeah. Well, I like that, you know, he has the personal connection to Spencer and Arya, obviously. We know that from the story. There's some side boob. There's a trial of the century, like, study stuff. But, like, it's like a theory. Hannah and Emily aren't even real to this psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's Arya and Spencer. Oh, yeah, and Hannah I and Emily. I want to throw in something about, like, and Emily. She's always cock-blocking me with, like, muffins or mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> yeah, on the other page, you can see it says something like, once you know... What does it say? Once you know what someone cares about, it's easy to beat them, to separate them, just like chess. Uh, I lure each one and I isolate each of them and knock them off the board. Uh, so more in that vein. Um, so if you can't tell, but I'm making a jerk off motion. Yeah. If if we're operating under the assumption that that a layer they found at Campbell Farm was like part of the setup, could this be part of the setup too? Like we don't know whether or not. Andrew's like weird and crazy like this, or if this is just something a planted, uh, right? Yeah, it would make sense that it was like found there. Yeah, just yeah. just more damning evidence against Andrew that could be planted. This is my prediction for Andrew. I feel like, and I I, I don't know what's happening, but I I feel like in the next episode, he's gonna get like found somewhere, and like the cops are gonna shoot him before he has a chance to like clear his name, and it'll be like in that coma for a while. That's what I predict is gonna happen to Andrew. Mm-hmm. Like, Toby will shoot him or something. We should clarify again, if we haven't actually done it on a podcast. We were there for the filming of one scene in 603, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about more what we saw. When we get there. That, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. talk more about that when we get to the episode. There were some some things that we were like, uh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, once they started filming that scene. Um, and there was one moment where you and I... We didn't even realize that we had heard until like the day later we were talking about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were like, wait a minute. Did they mention... Oh, shit. Yeah. So we're looking forward to getting to that episode. We're just looking forward to the next two episodes in general. But um, so, yeah. So Tanner's reading the journal. There's some harsh words there. Uh, there's a knock on the door. Toby comes in. I bet Tanner, like like Caleb and Ezra, she's just so tired of Toby. Oh, Toby's, yeah. we got a lead on Campbell's car. A vehicle match description report is stolen two weeks ago. We got the rest of the play number. We tracked it to toll roads. Like he's reading this, like his reading is so funny. He's like so excited to tell her this. And she's like, where and he's like outside tyler state park and she's like okay let's go and they're call all it in yeah call it in um so ezra's like 
car pulls up behind Allison's parked car, which is the trunk open. His headlights illuminated. But oh, you love- see the the trunk is open, and we see some clothes draped on like the opening of the trunk there. Well, I just I love that the show, like the production, gets so much mileage out of the same dirt road of designing it. Like practical location wise, this is exactly where Ezra and Caleb pulled up and found Mike's car up the arrow in the windshield last season. I think it's probably like the road that's supposed to it's, be like right outside Allison's house. It's always that road. Yeah, the one outside yeah. Spencer's house. Uh so like we're we're uh like Emily and like A Toby like got chased through the woods or chased each other through the woods. So Ezra's like, you know, where is she? They stop the car. They hop out to investigate. Caleb's just like, Ali's signal stop here. Ezra checks the driver's seat, which is empty, and he's just like, no, no, no. Yeah, Caleb finds the, the clothes in the trunk. Uh, it's, it's what Ali was wearing. And then they find like a little like welcome card. It says welcome in three languages on it. Mm-hmm. Open the card, and it's one of those cards that like plays something. Mm-hmm. And the audio it plays says, put on the clothes and start walking. Leave everything else behind or they die. Mm-hmm. And we see this card is signed by all the liars. Did you make out what their thing said? Uh, Allie, love and miss you, XOXOM. And then, uh, hasn't been the same without you, Hannah. And then Allison, can't wait to catch up, love Aria. And then Allie, it'll be just like, I think it says old times, uh, Spencer. Hmm. Yeah, just like old times. So I guess at some point, A forced the liars to write that. I wonder, I mean, I don't know. If the one of the liars wanted to rebel, they could have just like scribbled on it, and then like A would have to go get another like custom you know card made. That's what I would have done because I'm a dick. Uh, anyway, so 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 somewhere off screen, there's like a potential A tag never be used, where somebody at like the Hallmark store is just mm-hmm. like, "Hey, pretty eyes, you here to buy another the exact same card? <laughs> like you've been doing every day for the past two weeks." Yeah. You sat Spencer in the hole for a week. You think she can finally sign it now without fucking up your card? The fifth or sixth time that A has to make that trip to the Hallmark store, A just buys like seven of the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ezra looks around. He's determined, like, which way did she go? Caleb does some investigating and sees the way that Alice. Caleb like, becomes like boots. a tracker, hacker tracker. Yeah. Uh, the the boots are like the way she put them like down or pointing to the trees, and he's like, "Hey, she put them like this for a reason." Ezra gets it, and he's like, well, let's go. And they take off running into the woods. Would, would it have killed Allie to at least, like, okay, I have to wear these clothes. Let me take the tracker out of the heel, since Caleb showed me it was there, and, I don't I know, hide it somewhere? I would have shoved that thing in my underwear. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. they're off into the woods. Uh, already in the woods, we see Allie. She's she's changed. She's in the yellow top now, the classic yellow top and jeans. The Wearing this... her costume. I've said this before, but like this is just the show triumphantly taking the victory lap of loving its own mythology. <laughs> like all of this, these references that have so much meaning because they've earned it at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you get so much beautiful mileage of just putting these girls in this yellow top. Uh, so after the commercial, Hannah well, Nelly, we should just say she's she's looking around, she's terrified, heading through the woods here. Yeah, I mean, I love it. The trailer that they released for season six is only stuff from this episode mm-hmm. and it worked uh so after the commercial hands like sitting in that closet of her fake room uh staring at that framed picture of her and well, Ashley. so the framed picture of her it's from that newspaper hannah went and took that that found newspaper of uh, the article about you know the the families you know struggling and she basically just like ripped the picture out and put it in a frame i like that detail as if Spencer hadn't said we're breaking out tonight. Um, yeah. So she's sitting in the closet, much like I think Allison did in her actual room back in mm-hmm. uh, Scream for Me. Uh, so then she hears the, as the power shuts down, the door opens. It's Spencer. And Spencer's like, Hannah, let's go. 
Hannah hesitates for just a fraction of a second, then jumps up, leaves the room, closes the door behind her. Uh, meanwhile, out in the woods, Allison's still walking around. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of cross-cutting now. She's walking, she's counting, like one, two, three. Well, she, she comes to a yellow ribbon tied on a branch. Mm-hmm. And then she starts counting slowly, one, two, three, and she keeps counting. And she walks past the camera, and we kind of pan up, and we see uh, one of those little like mounted A cameras behind her, watching this, mm-hmm. uh, watching so, from one of the trees. In the dollhouse hallway, Spencer's now leading the liars around a corner, filling them in. Chandeliers, rituals, sister launch lair, a ruler's list change, and she says they're all anagrams. And Hannah's like, "Oh, for Charles de Laurentiis." And Spencer's like, "Some of those toys in Allie's room were hers, but some of them were his." And Arya's like, I feel like they grew up together. It's like, <laughs> oh, Arya? Oh, really? Tell us more about your feelings, Arya. Yeah. Spencer uh, says, if I'm right, everything that matters most to Charles is in this vault. And if we can get in there, we can use what's inside to bargain our way out. Yeah, so so she, Spencer leads him to the door and stops. Uh, this is not the vault door, but Emily tells her. But Mona said we can, we'll make it to the vault before the power comes on. And there's like, okay, if I'm right, which I always love, she has to couch that. If hmm. I'm right. This is as far as we need to go. So she leads them inside. This is the playroom where they played Mystery Date in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I counted the steps of the vault from the prom room. He's like, of course you did. So she leads them to the bunk bed, starts pulling Arya's just having fun with the, the of course he did. Yeah. It's just like, here. it's like, it's 84. And that's just one hallway over. Coming back this way, it's 81 steps. So the vault is on the other side of this wall. Which makes sense to me because like I felt like the mailbox thing, you know, uh, the envelopes well, that, came from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Emily's like, yeah, but how does that help us? We can't bust through there. So there's like, Charles disappeared like Houdini when Mona came into the room. So there's got to be like a secret passageway or trap door or something. So Spencer starts banging on the walls and Hannah's like, wait, do you guys hear that? I think the generator's coming back on. And then sirens start blaring. The lights come back on. They're all covering their ears. And Arya's just like, he knows that we're out. And Spencer's like, just help me move it. Come on. So Spencer's like, she's yanking some shit off this bunk bed. And they're all trying to move this bunk bed now. Uh, which I honestly, I think Arya and Hannah might be like pushing against Emily and Spencer. They're, they're trying to push it against the wall for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really coordinate like who's doing what here. Yeah. Um. Then Emily, like, she's looks over to see something. There's like a light coming from a, a under a dresser on a nearby wall. So she just kind of runs over that, checks it out. She says, "There's something behind this. It could be like a password or something. Help me move this." So they move it together. There's like a grate in the wall. They pause for a moment. It's like an air dust. Oh, the siren stops. They're not sure what to do. Emily's head saying, she's like, come on. So they, they go through this thing. Spencer's like, go, go. Uh, they- well, so interesting detail here. Because, yeah, Emily, she kind of falls down after she moves the dresser. And we see there's an air duct here. The, the sirens stop. And at first I was wondering why. But I think this is what what I, I noticed on second viewing is what, so what's happening. A stops the sirens because A can hear them. Because they're they're physically close now. And I think A is trying to listen to, to hear what's happening. Hmm. That, that's my read on that. Because they're, you know, that, that great. We know that they're they're close to A now. Well, so, what's going to happen progressing from here? I have to really wonder about the placement of the room with mm-hmm. all the the monitors. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be very close to all of this. Yeah. So I think that's why the sirens go off. So A's trying to like hear like what the fuck's going on because they pile into this air duct. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to the you know what they call the soul room. Uh, A's little like uh, bunker of like old you know forget me nots and all the weird souvenirs and stuff there's like a popcorn machine there's an interesting looking metal chair there's that projector from the last time there's pictures of those little boys in mrs d home movie uh the liars looking around uh emily's like a does have a soul which hey sell it ladies sell stop it. trying to make a having a whole soul happen marlene 
Yeah. So Spencer goes. Even, over. even Ari, Ari is like dubious of this. She's like, mm. yeah. Oh, did you see there? There is a on the wall. There's a, a framed kind of display here. There's like a little baby shirt at the top. It says it's a boy, and then below there's like two photos of babies. You know, side by side. Mm. Uh, somebody freeze framed and zoomed in. It looks like one of the babies' names is Jason Matthews, and the other it's very unclear. Mm. It doesn't look like Charles, but I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Spencer goes over. She starts the projector again. Starts playing that same home movie from the Campbell Apple Farm with Mrs. D and the two blonde boys. Uh, just the rentist says, "Go, oh, want to say goodnight to your sister? Give a little kiss. What a good boy you are. Oh, good boys, good boys." The liars are all watching this. Like the camera in the corner is like whirring as it watches them. We cut to the control room, which is what I call it, where we mm-hmm. see A in his black hoodie watching all the monitors. One well, this is, is like the the, the real lair. Yeah, it's very similar to the one that apparently was at the. Uh, apple farm mm-hmm. that was found by like tanner and toby um so on one monitor we see the home movie on the other monitor we see the liars watching it uh back in the soul room spencer walks over addresses the camera and she says game on charles like a badass <laughs> she walks back over to the projector holds the uh the film in place letting it stay heated up so the frame starts burning and you can see yeah, it, it just melts and starts burning away like i said online this is like the evil version of the carousel scene from season one of mad men because remember nostalgia actually translates as the pain from an old wound when i love that they they worked in film here you know you, you know that uh the the kind of uh background of the people who make this show they like old film you know so it's, this is in digital it's it's nice tactile it's of course spencer would know to hold the projector to mm-hmm. make sure it starts melting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so A kind of sees this in his lair and he starts to freak out. And a, a buzzer sounds because on another screen it says motion detected. And he like pulls up a video. There's Allie out in the woods, you know, being watched by camera. So now it's like, shit, he's got a lot of, you know, stuff trying to handle at the same time here. Do you think Spencer's the only member of the Rosewood High, like old timey AV club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh, so back in the soul room, Spencer's now holding up the burning reel of film. She's basically Furiosa. And she says, we want Mona back. Ship it. Yeah, which, you know, speaking for all the audience. Uh, in the cultural room, like, there's the liars, the Spencer burning the the reel on the one monitor, and Allison approaching the other. It's still the beeping alert. Like, you can get the sense of A's dilemma. Like, he's got the yeah, girls what basically, basically destroying aspects of his soul. On the other hand, you get the sense that he really wants Allison. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The whole soul thing, I don't, I don't know if I'm buying it yet. We'll have to wait and see. But the soul, like, A has a soul thing just because he, like, has some, like, childhood mementos. Eh. So, basically, this is his, like, Horcrux locker. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then Arya's just like, let's torch this place. So, there's one uh, thing that uh, she's learned from Spencer. It's burning shit, especially evidence. If there's one thing the PLLs know, it's how to throw a party yeah. with arson. Spencer's like, we should probably burn the place. Yeah. Uh, so, Hannah goes and gets a doll from a crib. And Spencer uses her like she's now holding like the burning film reel yes. and she uses it to set the doll on fire. Yeah. And Hannah kind of holds up this doll very pleased, like showing a and then she drops it in the crib to you know start an even bigger fire. I just want to say that I love that the night that this aired, the <laughs> cast went to visit the L.A. Children's Hospital <laughs> and spend some time with needy children. Yes. That is synergy. Yeah, and so now A in his uh, control room here is kind of going back and forth. What to do? You know, liar's starting a fire in my room, Allie outside. He finally, like, slams his fist down, gets up and grabs his mask. 
has well, to make a choice. Little, little remote control thing on the zoom and the camera. Mm-hmm. Like the only sad thing about the, the construction of the A character is like I think that the zoom thing is very effective because you you don't have words. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This character can't and you can't even see them. their face. Yeah. Like the only time that he's ever. A has ever really spoken, I believe, was like that distorted voice in the call to Emily, like, Emily, I owe you one. And that might have been Mona, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Spencer <laughs> are looking for more shit to burn after they, like, they toss the doll in the crib. Um, so, A grabs something before he leaves. Well, it's, it's a mask, I think, is what it is. Okay. So, like, he's obviously sitting there watching without his mask on, but the hoodie mm-hmm. on. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, Allison's out in the woods. She's looking around. She hears twigs snapping. Something's coming towards her. She starts to back away, getting worried. And then, uh, it's just Ezra and Caleb. They're coming to, quote unquote, rescue her, which I feel like, you know, if you really wanted to make this this work, they should have just, like, hidden and watched, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, if they're still trying to, to, you know, get the jump on A here. They kind of blow their cover because they yep. just run right up. And Allie kind of breathes in relief. She's like, oh, my God. Uh, so back inside, that crib is like going up in flames now, and the liars are just like watching the fire. And her is just like, guys, what if A is not watching us? What if we're the only ones here? And nobody really says anything. Now, like, the carpet's on fire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do we do? It's spreading too fast. Like, nice plan, liars. Like, this is why you need like a check and balance on your team leader when your team leader is like a pyro nymphomaniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Open addictive personality. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Spencer's like, there's just no way I'm dying in this hellhole, which. If I could go back and add on another question for Troy, it'd be about that line. Like, was that on your bucket list to say in your career? <laughs> There's no way I'm dying in this hole. And it's like, we are not giving up. And Arya's like, okay, we, we just need to find a blanket or something. So they look around, or her and Emily look around. They find some red curtains, you know, lining the room. And Emily's like, here, Arya, help me pull this down. So Would Emily, you really ask the shortest one to help you pull something down from on high? I, you know, I. Arya is just, she's just burning off a lot of, like, heat. She's got a lot of energy mm-hmm. in her right now. She's all spunk. So they yank this red curtain down because, oh, shit, there's a glass wall there, and Aries, A is standing directly on the other side of it, staring at them. Yeah, there's a big glass window, and A is right there. Like, they pull the curtain down, and boom, A is just, like, staring at them. A is literally the man behind the curtain. Um, I believe that I saw on Twitter that Brian Holman said that this was suggested by Kyle Bone. Hmm. Like it was like we need a moment like this, and this was the exact moment we needed. Yeah. So they all like stare in shock, and Emily's like, "Oh my god!" Once again, Emily's like winning that like who can be the most shocked award. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as usual. Uh, so we go back outside. Ezra's just chilling with Allie and Caleb, and he's like, "I think A sent us on a wild goose chase." And it's like, or you fucked up the sting. Uh, <laughs> Caleb's just like, "Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time." And Allie's just like, "Guys, let's get out of here." So they all just fuck off, uh, and they miss the smoke beginning to rise out of a grate in the ground, like three feet away from where they just were. They somehow miss that. What if this is like botched plan number 10 mm-hmm. in the past month to like rescue the liars? I mean, this grate, I mean, you can see it's covered in some leaves and whatnot, but man, they just missed it. Or like, oh, look at that. Looks like the entire state park is on fire. Yeah. yeah. So inside, A's staring the liars down through this window, and Emily decides to take the lead and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, OK. Well, Grab everything. The pictures, the baby clothes and throw them in the fire. Yeah, he's completely motionless. He's completely mm-hmm. still and silent, just staring. Now, so then, the liars said about doing that. Well, you know? uh, then Arya gets to say the, the immortal words, say goodbye to your soul. And thus all my fan fiction begins. Ah, you just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they start throwing everything into the fire. Uh, yeah. A's. So this is where it gets a little weird because then we cut to A watching his monitors again. And it is a little unclear here. Is this the same A 
as was just staring at them. I think it's supposed to be. It's just the the framing. It never quite feels like we're watching the same thing. Maybe it's just because like the sets don't line up. Well, because when Emily looks back from the from the soul room, A is gone, no longer on the on that side of the glass wall. Well, well so yeah, because we see yeah. A like turn and leave the control room, and then Emily looks back, and now A is gone. Yeah, it's very interesting editing there because I, my first thought was that there was two A's. Yeah, that was my first thought. But watching again, I think it's more just that like the sets aren't physically in the same place, so they don't have a, a good way to show you that, which is why you never quite see like you don't look through the window and see the control room because it's a different set I which think is why we were talking about this a minute ago like i feel like the control room has to be very close mm -hmm. well, i think a, i think it is it's just they they don't have a way to show us that visually because of how the sets are designed right so a leaves hits the fire alarm thing on the on the wall first so from an engineering standpoint this had to be a pre-existing structure that a repurposed. Well, a built it to code Put put a fire alarm in there, sprinkler system. Yeah, um, he's he's definitely consulting with like OSHA. Yeah, he wants yeah. to like all be just perfectly above board. Well, when it when it hits the fire alarm, uh, you know the alarm starts blaring. Sprinklers drop down from the ceiling, mm -hmm. uh, and the door opens seemingly automatically. Like maybe that's a, a security or safety feature. Yeah, um, but then you have to wonder is. Has A just made the decision to let them go here? Like, rather than let them die in a fire, did A basically just decide, like, I'd rather, you know, let you go at this point and, like, run away to play with you another day? I really wonder, because I... It seemed like he had a choice of let all his shit burn mm -hmm. with the girls potentially dying in there, too, or go get Allison. And it's like he's kind of sacrificed both yeah he's he's chosen neither but he a could have just like booked it out of there and done nothing but a hit the fire alarm and seemingly let them out you know, I don't know automatically or not like the door opened on them so now they can get away yeah i mean i guess the game is still playable mm -hmm. plus i mean let's talk about it here who do you think bought radley I'm the hastings i don't know I, it's hastings but maybe it's charles for all we know yeah it could be depends on how much money he has so anyway, Spencer hustles them all out. She's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, go. Um, it's kind of funny. Like, we saw the sprinklers drop down. We don't actually see them come on, which I guess is a budget saver. Right. Uh, so outside, Allie stops because uh, her, like, you know, mutant power hearing can hear that fire alarm bell. Uh, which like, I believe everyone can hear. Yeah. She's like, did you hear that? And they look back, and Allie rushes back towards the noise. Well, and Goofus and Gallant there with her, they turn like, huh, you hear that? This crazy broad's mm -hmm. hearing things. It's yeah. like, it seems pretty loud, guys. So they, uh, yeah. they rush back. He's like, it's coming from underground. And then he, he finds that smoking grate. And he's like, oh, my God. And they're ducking down, pulling the brush away. And he's like, something's burning. And then Ezra's just like, oh, hang on, hang on. And he runs past him. And he's like, I see something. Guys, over here. And we see, like, kind of through the trees, there's, like, a small little building nearby. It's kind of smoking, too. They see it. And the others see it. And Ezra's just like, call 911. Is this the hatch from the beginning of the episode? I believe it is. Yeah, seemingly the like just they just took down. the fence down. Yeah, which makes me wonder: was like the electrified aspect of the fence fake? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I would presume that A would take the fence down to lure Allie close and in. Like the fence might be a giveaway. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why the fence went down. Maybe the fence like shoots up to trap her in. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, anyway, back down in the dollhouse, the liars are they're calling for Mona. They're pounding on doors and hallways. Uh, meanwhile, Mona, she's in the hole. She can kind of vaguely hear the alarm and people calling for her and she starts to like get up and, you know, help me. I'm down here. Help me, please. 
Uh, and we just hear the calls for Mona getting closer. Eventually, the liars bust into the room above, and Mona's just like, I'm down here, help me. They say Mona's name almost as many times as that chick made hash Mona, marks on Mona. the wall. Yeah. Uh, they find her at the bottom of the pit. Mona's in tears. She's pleading, you know, please, oh my God, help me, please. And Spencer's just like, oh my God, Mona, hold on, hold on. Arya points some rope out. Handy that there's some rope nearby, so Spencer goes over to get it. And Mona's just like, please get me out. And Emily's like, Mona, hang on. Mona's just saying, oh my God, a lot. Mm-hmm. So they lower the rope down. Spencer's like, we're going to get you out of here, you know. Hannah's like, hang on, just hang on, okay, you know, we're going to get you out. And Mona's just in tears. So then cut to, you know, the liars got her out. They're all rushing down the hall, Mona included. Fittingly, Emily's leading the way. All mm-hmm. the others are helping Mona. Yeah. Emily's the only one who's like, <laughs> fuck her, she can walk on her own. Yeah, and they get to the ladder, they start climbing the ladder. Outside, uh, Ezra, Allie, and Caleb are like pulling away the brush. Oh, 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 this is perfect, though, because Ezra and Caleb, can't get the door open. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. First, they pull away the brush to reveal the, the, the door to this hatch here. Uh, and then inside, we see the liars are, you know, climbing the, the ladder up to them. Caleb and Ezra are struggling with the door outside. And Ezra's just like, Arya? And they, you can hear, like, pounding and coughing from inside. And Caleb's just like, oh, my God, hang on. And Ezra's just like, it's stuck. Come on. Uh, and Allie just, like, yanks Caleb out of the way. And, like, mm-hmm. does it her damn self. Mm-hmm. Like, stand aside, little man boy. I'll open this door for you. It is awesome. And so the doors swing open and Arya just like shoots right out. Uh, very nice timing. It's like Arya like just got there and like goes right out. Uh, very hilariously. At first I thought she ran right into Ezra's arms. She doesn't. She runs right past him. Yeah. Like could, I know she can't see because the smoke or something. She's like boom right past the Ezra. Uh, then Hannah runs out right into Caleb's arms. Allie's right there for Emily. So Spencer and Mona they just hug each other. But just when the cops are showing up we hear sirens. Arya and Ezra do hug. And yeah, Arya, like, Arya finally like turns around. It's like, oh, Ezra hugs him. They hug, and then Ezra like pushes her face back to look at her and be like, "You're okay. I thought I lost you." And she's just like crying, clinging to him, like not really interested in him. Like, like, well, she she needs some comfort, but it's, you know, she's not like kissing him here. It's, it's no, more comfort like, than romantic. Ezra is almost trying to own the moment. Um, oh, of course. Yes, there's a helicopter overhead, cops everywhere. Hannah says to Caleb, like, "Don't ever let me go," and he's just like, "Never." That's oh, such a sappy line. Don't ever let me go. Never. Then Officer Toby comes running on the scene, gun drawn. He sees Spencer and he gets all hopeful. Spencer. Uh, and so Spencer's been hugging Toby, but unfortunately. No, hugging Mona. All right, sorry, hugging Mona. Unfortunately, Toby's there. So she has to let Mona go to go hug Toby. And she's like, Toby. And they hug and kiss. And Spencer says, we know who it is. We have a name. And Toby's like, it's Andrew, babe. And we're going to get him. He, Spencer's face is just like, eh, you know, not now. You know what? You know what? Like, that was the moment I was waiting for, and I kind of feel like you didn't sell it. Oh, he they... is dying to tell her first. She's like about to tell him. She, she's just been Kimmy Schmidt for a month. It's she Andrew, wants to do her, babe. Deal, and he's just like, it's Andrew, babe. We're going to get him. And like, he's like, he takes on, it's like, it's like, I can't remember the actor who played Ken's name now, but it's like, he's like, sat Toby down. He's like, mm-hmm. let me tell you how to play this scene. Let well, Spencer, as a thespian, how to play. Spencer's, you know, we know how it is. We have a name, and Toby's just like, it's Andrew. And Spencer's face is like, yeah, I'm not for this. Yeah, that is a check. She looks very confused by this. Off screen, we hear someone say, hey, there's another girl down here. Toby and Spencer look over confused. Ezra and Ari look over confused. Ezra, especially. Hannah and Caleb look over confused. Mona, Allison, and Emily look over confused. We see that down in the dollhouse, there's that room with the tally wall. A cute, short haired cop, lady cop, finds a blonde girl sitting in the corner. Uh, she signs a flashlight on her. I'd like to know more about this lady cop. 
Yeah, I checked What's her story? IMDb. I think she's only in this one episode, but we'll What's see. Her story? I, I like that they gave this to her. Like, this could have very well been Barry. You know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe she'll come back. Um, so the girl records from the light, and the, the, the cute cops is like, Miss, it's okay. You're safe now. And she kind of like has her hands up, gets her to relax. And she's like, What's your name? And with some hesitation, the girl says, Sarah. I'm Sarah Harvey. Mm-hmm. Fucking Sarah Harvey. Shit. <laughs> I can't believe they actually followed up on Sarah Harvey. I, I would really love to know the uh, stock photograph model. I would love to know was this always the plan, or did Sarah Harvey only come back because the fans pestered Marlon King about it constantly? I would like so, to know that. And this is Dre Davis, who you know is going to be in yeah. this, this season uh, at least a little bit. Um, so I want to go into like a theory that I don't really believe in, but I I think would be cool as we go on. So outside, we see Sarah Harvey being taken away in a stretcher while all the liars in their OTPs well, watch. Before you get into that theory, I know some people thought that the Sarah hesitating to say her name there was a a suggestion that it's not her real name. She's given a fake name and that this is actually Bethany Young. I don't know why you would think that, but there you go. Um, no, I think Bethany Young is indeed in that. that you, can, you can only misidentify a body so many times. Like sooner or later, the cops are like, all right, we're not fucking around anymore. You know, I, I, I do believe you when you say that. But then again, I look at the Rose of PD. PD. Yeah. <laughs> They did let Toby on the force. <laughs> Um, so no Alice in the motor though. We hear some, some indistinct radio chatter in the background. Emily gives everyone else the exposition. Well, we see I met Sarah friend. get like carted by, by some, uh, yeah. EMTs on a She's journey like, there. I met Sarah's friends. Remember she lived in Cortland. She went missing on the same time Allie did. Everyone got that. This was like a season and a half ago for one episode after all. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was four fourteen. Who's in the box. Who's in the box. Yeah. Hannah's like, has she been down there the whole time? Everyone just kind of shakes their heads. We see the helicopter EMTs are like dealing with Mona. Emily walks over to Allison, who's like talking. Did you see the EMTs have like weird like mining hats on? I think it's their helicopter helmets or whatever. Is that what that is? Yeah. It is like the weirdest thing. They're the helicopter. They look like they're about to go spelunking. (laughs) That's not a helicopter helmet. What is that? We got a call and said there was like trapped miners. It's just they're a bunch of teenage girls in a sex party. Badges say technical rescue team, but they're wearing these weird like hard hats, like ventilated hard hats with like like a light strap to them. It's oh, it's bizarre. It's like like pararescue gear. Uh, yeah. So Barry and the other cop leave. Uh, they walk away. It's just Allison and Emily. And Emily's like, Ezra told us what you did to save us. Thank you. And Allison just kind of takes could, Emily's hand. Could, could not Allie have told them that? Like, did Ezra have to like? Like, just block Ezra Allie has, out of the way. Ha, he's the author. He's got to mm-hmm. get on this. He's got to tell everyone how they're feeling, let alone what happened. And he's like, Allie, who is Charles De Laurentiis? Well, we get, a, he skipped over the little Allie takes Emily's hand. That's it. She takes Emily's hand. Yeah. yeah. And then we get enigmatic Allie face, as usual. Some cut back and forth between it's, their it's faces. It's like the vague frowny face. Like, I don't want to give away too much yet. But this, this is, seems to puzzle me. This is where we leave every scene whenever mm-hmm. somebody's like... The only thing missing here was for Allie, Allison. I need you to tell me everything. Allie the only thing missing was for Allison to give the speech about, like, you guys deserve the truth. And I'm, I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the episode. Uh, yeah, next week is Songs of Innocence, directed by Norbach, written by Joseph Doherty. Um, yeah, the next two episodes are both written by Joseph Doherty and directed by Norman Buckley. Songs of Innocence and Songs of Experience. So those will be fun. This episode, pretty fun as well. This is, I mean, I'd say this is up there. One of the one of the top episodes of the show. I don't know where I'd rank it or anything, but this is a, a real gem. 
and just fucked up as hell. And this episode is really dark. Some ways very similar to Escape from New York. Um, in How the so? sense that that you're you're wrapping up the previous like where the liars were left. Okay, and, yeah. And they were kind of they, like they kind of did with uh, the start to to five B. You know what I mean? Like it was sure. kind of wrapping up the previous storylines, and now we're going to start over with stuff. But there's like, so much let's, more. Let's join us back for six A here after the liars have been traumatized for a moment. Yeah. But there's so much more to mine because seemingly the next two episodes are really going to dig into some of that stuff from uh, that happened. In that what three the hell weeks. happened in that three weeks? Yeah, yeah, and and how they how they go forward. Um, I like how I had that one kind of bullshit theory in, in the trailer. Hannah's like, "What if none of this is real? We're still in the dollhouse." <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you, Hannah. Um, so my my theory, which probably is not true, but would be kind of cool, is if you know. It's not that it's Bethany Young, but what if that is A, and that's like underneath the hood, A is just like this disheveled, you know, blonde, fucked up girl. Oh, who's Sarah gonna Harvey. Going to get close to the girls, you know, and like be taking it. At, it's just bad, like thriller language. But uh, sure, sure. So, so A talk- is in fact Sarah Harvey or whoever this blonde haired chick is. Right. Do we want to talk about uh, uh, our theory about what happened in those three weeks based on the trailers? Um. You get this- I don't I don't want to like, you know, go too far, but you get the sense that A has been uh perhaps forcing the liars into doing things to each other, I guess. Right. Yeah. But like psychological fucker. You see photos from the like morgue photo shoot and you see the liars like having to press buttons. Mm-hmm. Um there's a fascinating shot in the trailer where it looks like Hannah and Ashley are in Hannah's room which she's remodeling. Uh, her real room, like because apparently yeah, her let's room to talk about anything. that more next week because I have some thoughts on that. But I want to get ahead of ourselves. It's hard to avoid all the spoilers on the internet, um, you know, because we we actually uh, kind of learned, you know, just by watching a scene that uh, Sarah Harvey was going to be a thing, and that was very interesting. And then somehow the internet seemed to know about it by like a few weeks ago. I don't know how. Maybe it's just too I, many, I think it's too many like typical, social media leaks or something. I think it was just a typical internet like grasping and hoping you have like the people but who, they like really seem to know like everybody's like oh yeah dre davis is uh sarah harvey and it's like how the but, hell did you know no, that? but plenty of people were no no, no trust me it. trust me you, you don't read the reddit i do they they all knew yeah but plenty of people were posting shit about how she's obviously bethany young too but that was a long time ago everybody there's, seems to know recently it's something leaked somewhere that people are like oh yeah it was sarah harvey there's always like the sarah harvey camp the people who had had to have that become real and people who it has to be bethany young I mean, there's people like the the people who only watch the show for the mystery aspect of it. They fall into like rigid camps, just like your your Emerson and Paley types. I yeah. think. Um, fandom is so bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, that was the episode. Um, just some housekeeping here. As you may have noticed, we're this episode's going to be going up early Friday morning uh, due to. Uh, various work uh, schedule conflicts with our alter egos. We can't do it the, on the uh, Thursday morning anymore. Uh, just not enough time because I work at night. Benji work, or, uh, Marco works in the morning. So sorry. Got to, got to do two days <laughs> delay this time instead of just one. What? Oh, it just, it's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, what can I say? Got to, got to pay the bills and uh, get that serious scotch money somehow. So hopefully this was worth the 24-hour wait. Yeah, so th- this season, unless something changes, the new episodes will go up early Friday morning. 
So pre- prepare your schedules accordingly. Uh, somebody asked if we were going to put the podcast on Stitcher. I've had a few people ask that, actually. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. Stitcher's terms and conditions are a little weird. They kind of like rehost your shit. I don't really like that. So, uh, you know, any any normal podcast app can can get our episodes. So, sorry, Stitcher. Also, we had a couple of requests for us to do a Q&A. Maybe we'll do that after the season's over. Uh, like fans writing questions. I don't know. What do you think, Marco? Yeah, I mean, either we do the season's over or you can always send your questions. We can probably squeeze them at the end of episodes. Yeah, it might be fun to just do a Q&A episode. I don't know. We'll see how we feel. Mm. Um, speaking of episodes, we uh, did a lot during the hiatus. I assume most of you noticed we did a, an interview with Troy and Belsario. Uh, if you didn't notice it, I'm not sure Which why. but was only the most recent. Yeah, that was the most recent one. We also interviewed lots of other cool people involved at the show. Paul Hunsker, the script supervisor. Joseph Doherty. Norman Buckley. Ryan Holdman. Uh, I assume you've listened to those, but if you haven't, you really should. A lot of insight about the show. Uh, also, I, I posted a, uh, a 5B recap video on our blog on uh, Bros Watch PL2. It almost seems like irrelevant now. It's like once a new season starts, like who cares about the rest season? We're, we're just moving on. But uh, that is there. Now you just need to uh, uh, edit your three videos into like one long video. No, it wouldn't work. Songs are different. Uh, huh? But anyway. That was the episode. We got a lot of reviews in iTunes. I do apologize. We're not going to read them all off because there's just like like a ton. Right after the last season ended, uh, we were very fortunate to have Troy and tweet about us. And that probably like doubled our listenership. And so like suddenly we got tons and tons of new reviews. So thank you to everybody who wrote in reviews. Had a bunch in the U.S., a bunch in uh, around the world as well. All five stars, which is awesome. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco, anything else? Uh, I did finally write my Kindle World story, which you can find on Amazon. Um, be curious what people think. Uh, I wrote a thing about this episode for SheKnows.com if you want to check that out. Uh, just a few people that I would like to say hi to just because they've been so communicative would be Natalie, Jenna, Jenny, Sarah, Pookie, Kyla, who enjoys doing her dishes now because she can listen to the podcast, Jessica, Katie, Simona, Ashton, Ashley, Taryn in Hong Kong, Kelsey Jackson, another Ashley. There's a lot of Ashleys. Um, mm. and again, everyone on iTunes, especially, that was great. Uh, one of, one of the people on iTunes is just called Tippy the Bird, which I <laughs> love that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website page, which is Bros Watch PLL2. Uh, you can leave a, a longer comment there, or you can tweet at us, uh, at Bros Watch PLL2 is our Twitter account. If you like the podcast and you haven't already rated us in iTunes, you can also go do that. It's appreciated. Uh, you know, at, at one point, a couple of days ago, we were up to number 22 in the uh, film and, and video section of iTunes, which is kind of crazy. Uh, it, it's, I, I have to say, it's been pretty weird and very awesome, like, how much this podcast has blown up since, like, we first started doing it. Obviously, a lot of that was helped out by Troyan, but mm-hmm. um, it's, it's kind of nuts. It's like, hey, there we are ahead of, like, all these podcasts that have you know, they're part of professional networks with ad reads and all that shit. And here we are. Oh, it's just the pros sneaking in. emailed me uh, about a week ago to ask if we would ever consider doing a live show in L.A. Um, <laughs> make that happen and we'll go. <laughs> yeah, really. I have no idea how to do that. Um, but yeah, thanks for everyone and all the support. It's been a fun little ride. We 
just a couple of dudes got invited to a TV set just for doing this podcast, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, and also we're very appreciative. It was an amazing experience, but also we're so glad to be caught up talking about the episodes like right after they air, relatively, mm-hmm. um, rather than like talking about the episodes like a year and a half after they aired. <laughs> Yeah, now we, you know, we're all on the same page now. We know it's coming next. Yeah. So uh, thanks, everyone. And we will be back next time for Songs of Innocence. Can we? Bye-bye. Bye.